Welcome to the Hillyhead Show. This is episode 99. I'm your host, Skids. We have Gooch here. Hello, my friends. And we have no one? Crickets. Crickets? Dude, I think that's it. Where is everybody? What happened to our 400 hosts, Kevin? <laughs> you know, like who's laughing now? Ain't nobody laughing because there's just the two of us. Yeah. I mean, they say we have 400 hosts, but look at this. We're down to two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, it, labor shortages, man, I tell you. Right? You know. You know it's those people screaming for $15 an hour. That's what it is. Oh, so is that what Chris? Chris asked for fifteen dollars an hour. We told him no. That's you right. Ten fifty. Ten fifty. That's right. Oh man, what are what are they doing? Like, are they on like on a date or something with each other on a boat on a tube? What, what's going on? Do we know? I think that'd be, I think that'd be a good assumption that they're on the tube together, holding hands with a case of mm. beer, mm. Bud Light. Keep soaking their always one hundred fives, aren't they? <laughs> Heat soaking their Bud Light. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh man, you know this is what they get. We keep we keep trying to tell them, like, listen, you do not want to be caught not being on the show. That's right. You're mm-hmm. gonna be made fun of. Lesson learned. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you, you know, Cholo is like, man, I was trying to be there. But you guys are mean. <laughs> you guys no. are just mean. Yeah. No, it's just the two of us. And but hey, as always, we, we got something in the in the back pocket. We do. We're gonna we're gonna whip it out. We're gonna whip it. <laughs> yep. Brace yourself, oh. Andy. We're gonna whip it out. Yep. You know, you know, it's like, man, when we whip it out, it's it's gonna be a show. <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, we should charge for this whipping it out. You think you know that, right? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Like but, like OnlyFans style or I mean, you know, I, I don't know, like maybe 50% OnlyFans, you know, <laughs> maybe yeah. 50 cent. Yeah. You know, hey, listen, 50 cent is 50 cent nowadays. That's right. That's right. You, know? you can't buy much with 50 cents, but it does add up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, man, we went from $17 to 50 cent. That's mm, t- Times yeah, are tough. Times are tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Maybe this but would be a good we'll time a to. Good- this would be a yeah. good time to thank our sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is us. Right, right. right. And yeah, our yeah. listeners. <laughs> you know? um, oh, man. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll, still, we'll still give them a, a good show. I think we're kind of set up for that. Yep. We'll still do weeks, although there's only like two of us. Holy but, crap, you got like six bullets. Yeah, dude. I got to make up when the Chris's leave us high and dry. Guess what I do? I come up with six bullets, not four. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -hmm. I only have two, but would you like me to get mine out of the way? Yeah, let's do that. First, do your your beginning. You got to do it. You know, you got to do it. Let's let's officially kick the show off. All right, here we go. Do it. Mm-hmm. We'd like to thank everyone for downloading and streaming and listening to our podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you. Man, every time. Right in the heart. It, right? 
in the what, what what did Frank say right in the in the taint? Right, I uh, felt it. That's a I stinky place to be. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So you got some weaknesses, huh? We do. Oh well, I do. Okay. A couple. Okay. Not much to, to really report, but since last show, I think I might mm-hmm. have mentioned that I was going to go fly with Marcus Kim and Matthew Tickle, mm-hmm. and um, so we did. Uh, ben was not able to make it. Uh, I think he, um, I don't remember what's going on. Maybe he wasn't feeling well or, or something. Uh, I think he was under the weather, but at any rate, so I took a solo trip up to the sod farm and I took the black nitro. I took the raw HD mm-hmm. and I did take the nitron 90, but with intentions of, um, doing a little bit of work on it. And then I never did. <laughs> so <laughs> That's always like, the case, eh. Kevin. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, so um, I just never did. I never brought it out of the truck. And the reason is, is because I was having way too much fun with the Black Nitro. And, okay. you know, one of the great things about Marcus Kim is that because he's been around for so long, you know, he is very well versed in tuning engines. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so he, he was... Uh, you know, there by my side the whole time and, and was like, hey, bring it down. You know, let's let's do a little tuning, you know, whatever. And and so I just let him run with it because I trust him. You know, I mean, I've been around him a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, he had that baby dialed. Like, it was dialed. And uh, so she was sounding good, pulling hard. Uh, mm-hmm. I did have the... Uh, I did get in the Rapid uh, FB Blades, the six, 690s. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, that thing will TikTok for days. It's insane, like how fast you can get that thing TikToking with those blades. So, I am not sponsored by them, but if you're looking for a, a nitro blade to experiment with, that's the one. Go for it. Um, okay. Yeah. So uh, a lot of fun. Uh, I did fly the raw HD. Unfortunately, it sounded like a bag of gravel was inside the 105. It sounded horrible. It was doing weird things where it would drop an RPM and wouldn't recover, even if I was out of the throttle. And then all of a sudden it would pick back up and it was just doing weird, dumb stuff. And it's been doing weird, dumb stuff since I got it from Chris Barnes. Not blaming Chris Barnes, just saying it's been doing dumb stuff. And so uh, I have a feeling at this point that we may be dealing with a bad Neo, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but I know we've been through two governor sensors. We've been through two throttle servos and the only last piece of course would be the Neo. So I don't know, man, it's just doing weird stuff. Uh, but the motor is just shot at this point. Uh, I mean, the, the rear bearing is just fried and it, I mean, it literally sounded terrible. Have you tried to run it on curves? No. Uh, Well, hold on. Didn't we do that with Todd Miami? I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't right. Either. Where you? Because I. I think it doesn't mean that the new is still not like it might be the the throttle server port. You know. Right. Right. But I would say eliminate the sensor port being bad. Maybe it's got a bad solder joint crack. So whatever case may be. Yeah. And just run it on straight curves. You know, like we used to. I guess you could call it. You yep. know. Yep. And. Just remove that and see if it's still acting out. Now, you know, I I, I, tr- I mean, you've been doing this for longer than I have. 
and you know that you know don't let fact that's on curves kind of fool you right um because it's going to react differently when you load it unload it so and so forth right right so um but that's what i you know you might be onto something with the idea that it might be the neo one of the ports is you know not right yeah because it's not that hasn't happened before right i've heard of instances where the the certain ports go bad yeah for whatever reason yeah yeah you know it's a strong possibility. Um, I do have extra Neos here. Um, I I think they were involved in crashes and then somehow they never got used again. So I don't know. Maybe I could put one of those on and test it without the blade, see what it does, see how it responds, you know, whatever, and, mm-hmm. you know, give it a shot too. But uh, from you know. from day one, from when we were, me, even when you were gone in Miami, right, you, you, were, you went to uh, have dinner or whatever with your grandma. When me and Chris, something was, it was kind of fine, but it wasn't. It was weird. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. So, and I'm not blaming the motor. I, to me, just sounded like the gov- something wasn't right with the throttle control. Right. right, exactly. So It even had like a slow spool up, which was weird. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, it, it's, yeah, definitely something not right. Uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to play with that one and, and, you know, goof around with it a bit, but, okay. uh, you know, it's one of those that's, you know, when you have a couple working nitros, you just don't want to mess with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, so it's, it's very easy to, to forget all about it when you have <laughs> a good working nitro. Yeah. You right. Know? Yeah. And Sorry. funny enough, the black nitro is that, you know? it's it's iconic yeah you know a 10 year old heli is the one that actually works better than the rest of them Mm -hmm. um but yeah so the um just to kind of divulge a little bit the tron the nitron 90 um i was experiencing a real bad tail vibe and it was showing up in the tail linkage and it had this extra hum to it. And, and I was like, holy crap, what is going on here? You know, I've never crashed this thing, you know. And um, come to find out, I think it was simply because the fact that the YS91 that's in it uh, was just overly rich. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I leaned it up, like that, that went away. So that's the, the YS. Well, what I found out too, we talked about this, which yeah. is rich. It's still going to pull, but it's just littered with vibes. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You know? And this is such a lightweight machine, too. You know what I mean? It it has nowhere else to go. And Mm -hmm. uh, so I noticed from the first time flying it at Spring Fling that it kind of wanted to to roll left a little bit. It kind of had a little bit of a lean to it where it wanted to roll left and stuff. And so I also believe that, and I think this is common knowledge, but the metal Neo cases, you know, have a tendency where the the board inside will vibrate around a bit and you Mm -hmm. have to secure that board, right? So even uh, the plastic ones do that because they they wear out. Right, right. So believe it or not, uh, I was going to order one from across the big pond, but I refused to pay the prices. And it coincidentally, last night we were talking with some friends, right? <laughs> and I've I apparently HeliDirect had some of the Lynx cases. So I was like, you know what? Let's go for gold. And I just bought three of them. Mm-hmm. 
So those are in root. Uh, I think I'll just go ahead and change the case out altogether because those Lynx cases are actually really good mm -hmm. and haven't had issues with them in the past. So I'm going to change that out and see if that helps with it. It just doesn't feel predictable. And, and I know that Kenny and I have had many conversations, uh, but it's really hard for him to you know, really know what's going on without seeing what it's doing or feeling what it's doing. So funny enough, Todd at Spring Fling, right? He was, he was like, did you level the swash? And I said, well, no, Todd. And he was like, I can't fly it. Can't fly it. Not going to do it. Not doing it. Just here. No, it's not flyable. I said, Todd, just fly it, dude. Nope, can't mm -hmm. do it. I said, Chris, get over here. So Chris Diamante comes over and proceeds to beat the shit out of it, right? <laughs> <And> <laughs> so the other day uh, after work, uh, I sat down in the garage and started kind of going through things and, you know, just checking for bolt tightness and, and whatever else is and uh, pulled the head off and slapped this, not even making this up, uh, Gooch, slapped the freaking like old school swash leveler on it and it was absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. And I and I didn't use a swash lever in the beginning. So mm -hmm. I got it dead balls just by using my eye. Not bragging. Maybe it's luck. That's okay. But the point is, Todd, is it was mm -hmm. leveled. <laughs> mm -hmm. So uh so yeah, I, I think what we're what we're feeling and what's going on is the fact that that board is probably vibrating around in that case and I need to get that replaced. So Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a few little that's that's the only case that if I have a metal case on any of my Neos, it's the Lynx. Yeah. I never I never bought into the Mikado one. One, I didn't want to pay the extra, but like I I've I seem to have seen some complaints about some of the metal ones. Right, right. You know? Well, I'm hoping that that might partly play in with uh you know, the, the vibrations of, of what's going on too, you know what I mean? Throughout mm -hmm. the entire machine. So maybe we'll see. Uh, but other than that, the kit's been great. It's just these other little things that, you know, uh, I'm experiencing that is, is due to my own stuff. It's, it doesn't have anything to do with the, the nitron itself. It's just, you know, so, so yeah, but, um, I have flown it a couple times this week and, mm -hmm. um, yeah, man. I yeah. I mean, as soon as I get the vibe stuff under control and and tune the motor up a little bit, uh, I think I went a little too far. Uh, it started getting a little cackly in the pipe, mm -hmm. and so I was like, okay, I, I I definitely feel like it's getting lean. Uh, and then I would richen it back up, and you know, I don't know. I was kind of playing a whole game with it, and and you know, uh, but I did beat the snot out of it. I was having a great time. It was awesome. I actually did it at the. Uh, the non-Publix uh, parking lot in the front of my neighborhood. And, renegade. Uh, that's right. You're that's a renegade, right. dude. Yeah, mm -hmm. I had a couple uh, people watching, and uh, I don't know if they enjoyed it or if they're ready to call the homeowners association. Don't really care. Um, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, so pretty awesome. But Sod Farm, getting back to that. So flew the uh, Black Nitro quite a few times, flew the uh, HD, uh, we were all laughing at it because of just the stupid things it was doing. But mm -hmm. never in my life have I ever been run off by a field. I don't think ever. Like, I don't know that we've ever been run off, right? Okay. But I got ran off. I got ran off from the field. Who, did somebody run you off? Or was it an inanimate object that 
make you so, pucker. Oddly enough, mm-hmm. it was an inanimate object. <laughs> I mean, so, you cut yeah. people's tails off, but yeah. you know, something spooked you. What was it? Kevin? All right. So, you know, in fields like the since it's a sod farm, they have like what seems like it seems like it's like an eighth of a mile long like irrigation thing that rolls on the wheels that does like you know Mm -hmm. and so all of a sudden i was like hey guys um i'm pretty sure that thing's getting closer (laughs) (laughs) and so eventually it was like you know we had to put in our last flights you know and i literally flew that thing to the point where it was almost on top of us we got all of our stuff packed up and by the time we were driving away it was wetting the grass where we were standing <laughs> <laughs> so you got yeah. your money's worth that i did i totally did okay. yeah but uh yeah man That's it was good awesome. to see those guys it was a lot of fun uh we had a blast and yeah uh, there was no drama it was just it was just having laughs and cutting up and it was a lot of fun, man. I I, I mean, I, I can't see there. Marcus in drama. Like Marcus and drama just don't. Nope. No, he avoids it like the plane. He knows it exists. He's well aware. But yeah, he he completely turns the blinders awesome. on, and and I love it. You know, because it ends up being a good time at the field. You know, so yep. pretty awesome. I like it. Yeah. What else? What else? That's Are you. Uh, uh, you got something coming soon? Ooh. So. Um, yeah, I think I finally got the notification. We've already talked about it, but I think I finally mm-hmm. got the notification that my 580 raw nitro is on the way. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when is Tom Shin getting his? Because we, I thought we were doing a a tandem team of yeah. raw 580 nitros, right? Is that what something? I, what yeah, right. Is that what we're doing? I think so. Yeah. Cutting you know tails, what? heads, <laughs> whatever. Here's how we'll do it. He can just borrow one. If he doesn't buy one, he'll borrow one. Okay. We'll figure okay. it out. Yep. Pass the transmitter. So, that's right. You know, we just yeah. don't tell him which one is which. Yeah. I mean, I know right? it's a little ways off, but, okay. you know, I'm already prepping for fall pull. Okay. You know? I mean, we, we need to tandem the couch on fire or something. <laughs> <laughs> We should like like what would be a good like team name? <laughs> I don't know. The tr- the Trandos or something like the weird. Trandos. Yeah, it sounds, the Trandos. Yeah, something it's weird. Yeah, it well, we'll come yeah, up. With something. To, yeah, Fuego maybe, Bill, maybe? Fuego is fire. <laughs> like the Trando <laughs> Fuegos or I don't know something. I don't uh, know Spanish. I just know to, the one word. <laughs> yeah, get Bill and to uh, to video it. That's it. Yep. So we need Bill. Hey, but I did throw out the invite to Mitch Booth. I was like, don't you, don't you block off your calendar on on the early November? Mm-hmm. So we got to get Mitch Booth out there. I'll be, I'll I'll drive with him. Yeah. Have you the know? camper. We'll set the cameras up by each other. And uh, mm-hmm. I told him I was like, if if I go and I have the PTO uh, time off, mm-hmm. I I'm I might show up like Tuesday night or Wednesday morning, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know. Make a make it a long trip. I offered before to Mitch. I said, "Dude, we'll take mine." Yeah, you know, yeah. small like we got a place to lay our head, and it's you know, it's not forty feet. It's you know, a lot less, and um, he yeah. just needs to buck up and say, "Let's do this, Dan." Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay. Be a good time. All right. That's all I got. That's it. That's it. You don't have an extra bullet. That throw throw me something. What else? <sighs> Um, I cleaned up the garage. <laughs> Dude, 
How long did it take you to organize oh God, and clean dude. up your garage? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we, we got some of those like cabinets, right? And, mm-hmm. and it's really and truly, it's just to hide my junk. <laughs> and then how you do it you just buy cabinets to like shove shit it was in you funny because like every hour you they gave us a picture of another cabinet <laughs> same cabinet but another cabinet and be like yep i hit up some more stuff yeah like, that's right i didn't want to even dare you to open up one of those cabinets uh-huh yeah so so we're we're breaking out the screws and stuff and I whip out my little bag of of you know loctites you know and <laughs> and Dottie's like are you really going to, you know, Loctite this thing? I was like, bitch, I'm Gowie gluing this bitch together, okay? Oh, my God. So that shit ain't coming apart, bro. It doesn't have a YS in it. <laughs> <laughs> or unless you were planning to put YS motors it, to store it, them in there. But like, listen, I'm not taking any chances. This thing vibrates sitting yeah. there. Yeah, dude, it's got, I've got like a box of YS in there. Okay. Is that, I don't know if that counts or not. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Let's just say this way. If it ever encounters a vibrating motion. That's right. It's good. It's good. It's good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So anything else? So that's it. I think that's it, man. My turn, huh? Yep. Do it to it. All right. So uh, I'm going to start with uh, something that, so I don't think I talked much about the blade scrape, right? The blade scrape uh, fun fly. I don't think you did last time. Yeah, like we, I think I touched on it and, you know, I just, you know, kind of wanted to like twofold. One, once again, just super thankful for having been invited and I got to go. Yeah. Uh, second, you know, I, we kind of the Heliheads, I got to ask, we got to ask that the Heliheads sponsor, right? The, uh, the Blade Scrape competition. So they had a Blade Scrape competition. Mm hmm. And part of it was that the, there was uh, a couple of guys that that actually took part in that competed. Right. And, you know, we promised them hats. Well, at the time, the hats did not come in in time because it was kind of, I don't want to say last minute, but by the time I ordered the hats and everything else, they were late to show up. Um, and I had one more thing that I was waiting on before I ship them out uh, to the winners, the participants, the hats. Mm-hmm. For first place, I had our good friend, Jimmy Bobby. Jimmy Bobby. Yeah, uh, Billy Billy Shaw made me a little plaque, laser engraved plaque with a you know you know blade scrape uh, first place winner. That's awesome. So I got that from Billy. What uh, yesterday? I met up with him late at the field. I got that, so I'm gonna start shipping out. So by the time the show airs, m- you know if not all of them, but most of the hats should be shipped out to the competitors. So super thankful. Um, first year event in Ohio. Uh, I plan to go next year uh, because it's only about two and a half hours for me, but awesome atmosphere, amazing field. Dude, there's nothing to scare you off on that field. Mm. You know, like the closest building was probably a mile down the road. Oh, wow. You know, so freaking amazing. Um, super thankful to Kyle, Gary Williams. Um, I think they were kind of like the organizers. They're the members of the club. Actually, Kyle Spiels is the president. So, yeah, like oh, definitely, wow. uh, yeah, they're uh, kind of the organizers slash part of the uh, the, the club uh, board. So, um, you know, look it up, you know. And yeah. I just want to tell people if, you know, if there's, on a, you know, any other events that might want, like the Heli has to kind of run the you know, Saturday midday 
competition, even if it's an auto competition, whatever, um, you know, let us know, like, you know, let's start discussions and see if we could, you know, if we're attending, if we could put something together um, as a super thankful, you know, uh, podcast host. So get, get in touch with us. Okay. So, this, so I'm working on that. Now, well, hold, hold on before you. Uh, so let me get this straight. You guys mm-hmm. now have the throwdown. Yep. Since the nasty. Yep. And now blade scrape. Yep. Ohio's like turning into the new North Carolina. Mm-hmm. That's yep. crazy. So I, I'm I'm going to test yeah. you real quick. You ready for this? Okay. All Go the ahead. Ohio people who are listening, they're about to judge you. Okay. I'm going to say I'm going to say two things. You ready? Go ahead. O H. I O. My man. My mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. I learned no, that for like, the first time today. Actually, there is another helicopter event in Ohio. Is there? Yeah, it's uh, it's actually. Uh, I'll tell you exactly. Give me a second here. Let me on. Uh, Ohio. Let's see. RC flyings in Ohio. So there's a group for RC flyings and it's planes and helicopters. Okay. But on there. They just posted not too long ago. Give me a second. I'm working on it. Looking, okay. looking, looking. There's an event, an extra event that I'll be making for. It's in Urbana, wow. uh, Ohio. There's a helicopter event, and it's one of the guys. Um, uh, let me see. Give me a second. Oh man, I'm getting. I'm batting zero here. Okay, so it's called the Heart of Ohio Rotor Challenge. Hmm. It's in Urbana, Ohio, and it's actually this weekend, just past weekend by the time this airs, on June 18th. So one day, and what they do is um, $20 landing fee, fun activities, limbo, auto contest, open 3D flying. It says it's time we all have some plain old fun. Find us on Facebook, Fly Urbana. And uh, yeah, so this is yet another one that is one day, but, you know, it's 10 a.m. till whenever. That's amazing. You know, it's a 60-acre field, 500-foot runway club, you know, uh, picnics, so on and so forth for this club. So yeah, so technically that's put together, organized by Dave Milner. Okay, yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, there's events like this that, dude, um, you know, it, it's nice to have closer events, right? Sure. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, yeah. I know some of us travel six, seven, eight hours, 10 hours, I mean, 18 hours to go to Miami, right? But for the general pilots, right, having something two, three hours away is, it's, is the ticket. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And the only way to, like, I'm sorry to say this. The only way to to grow the hobby or sustain the hobby, right, in in number of pilots and everything else, is by having this kind of events, right? Yeah. And, and even if you up. have a yeah, and showing up, and even if you only one year you only have twenty people, you know, literally you kind of have to make a commitment where that you're gonna put it. If it's twenty people, a hundred people, eighty people, and do your best until it's literally just you by yourself looking left and right and there's nobody there right right you know that's the only way lead by example so super thankful blade scrape 2024 
Um, I'm sure they're going to announce that if you guys want to go, um, heck, we might do the, the Bladescape competition sponsorship again for them. It was super exciting to, to be there and be part of that group. That's okay. awesome. Yeah. All right. Cool. So let's talk about some flying. Believe right. it or not, like, and I said this last time, dude, I've been putting flights at the flying field by my house, at the club, by my house, on the raw 580 Nitro. I, I think I'm literally sucking the life out of that 55. <laughs> like, just it, tank after tank after tank. I don't, I don't think I've touched, you know, I touched it when I had to put a new boom on it and new blades. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't check screws. I don't, I just fly it. Right. So I got the YS60 from Tom Shin, you know, on loan, on lease back, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to put the YS60 in it. Nice. Yep. So that's the next thing from a flying thing. I'm like, yep, the YS60 is going in that raw 580. You know, I, I tried to do it last week and I couldn't. Um, probably is not going to be until, you know, maybe July that I put it in because I'll be pretty busy next couple of weekends. Yeah. It's been a minute for me since I've put together a 580 Nitro, the Kraken Nitro, I think is one I mm-hmm. had, but does it also come with the two, uh, shanks, one for OS, one for YS? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yep. So they are different. Yep. Okay. Yep. It's been a minute since I've messed with those. Yeah. So that's the other thing is I have to look for my YS uh, shank adapter. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where it's at. I kind of looked for it. I'm like, uh, I got to open up the box. Hopefully it's <laughs> in the box. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, hey, Kevin. Yeah. Guess what's on the way. Oh, boy. Here we go. What did you buy? So the Kyle Stacy three blade is coming. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. So Bert shipped it out. So what's the plan? You know, because I mean, who wasn't going to take advantage of thirty percent off? But wait, you already have a three blade. Well, yeah. Hey, Kevin. Oh boy, here we go. The HD frames to turn that electric Kyle Stacy that's on the way to a nitro. Oh snap! Are also in order with Keith. Oh wait, I think there's something. I feel. Yep. I feel that there's something else coming. Hey, Kevin. Oh, here we go. What else? What else did you get? I got a box. Yeah. Yeah, it's is like it a, a, a you know crab noodles kind of box. Crab noodles, huh? Yeah. Um, interesting packaging technique, okay. but from <laughs> yeah, um, from uh, uh, let's let me scroll down here. They use like a Chinese to-go box or something. Yeah, you yeah. know. Okay. So from our good friend, hell yeah. Um in all the way out um in Arizona. I met him in Arizona, the Arizona Funk Fly. Okay. And in the beginning is like I thought I kind of put a name to the face that I knew who he was, mm-hmm. but it was uh I, he he kind of lined me up. We start talking because he posted for sale. What for that nitro that I'm gonna convert? Um, an OS 105. <laughs> are you heat? Are you heat sulking <laughs> me now, uh, dude? He he put up for sale 
a YS120 SRX with a Hattori pipe. What? No way. Yeah. Doc's sake. What did I get myself into? Because with that, in that package, he literally has a second 120. There's like, you know, a couple of things that are missing, but I have like brand new crankcase, like pretty much almost a brand new motor. So do you have enough to make two? Close. I think what I'm going to do is, you know, the, the one that was is pretty much in one piece, it even came with the carb, the OS carb mm-hmm. and the Gregor adapter. Nice. Like it's really ready to drop, you know, to put it, to drop in. I'm going to, I'm going to open it up, just double check, you know, that everything kind of looks good. I think it's got like new parts. I yeah. mean, it's got spares that came like brand new package spares too oh, wow. for like rings and stuff. I think I have a spare sleeve and piston. So then that means, hey, Daniel. Hey, what's up, Kevin? I got a, a YS122. <laughs> so that's the plan. Let me, I'm going to take a look at it and make the assessment kind of what we have going on. And, you know, like I, I think I, I asked you and Tom, I'm like, would you guys be interested? You know, because yeah, yeah. I ended up being like, I think I paid them, you know, a little bit over 600 bucks for mm-hmm. more or less two and a half motors, maybe two and three quarters of them, you know, motors and a pipe. Right. So, yeah, you know, like we could figure out, you know, what's fair for three quarters of a motor. Yep. You know, sounds good. Um, So, yeah, like I'm super excited. Obviously, I still need to get what the tank, you know, the clutch stack and the mounting brackets, like the Mm -hmm. mount, the motor mounts. Um, But yeah, I think just buy the crack and nitro conversion. Yeah, so that that was the other thing is I could just buy that and be done with it. Yep. So um, I just haven't had a chance because I was going to just, you know, obviously uh, give uh, Bert the call and be like, hey, you know, can you order one of these for me? Yeah. You know? Because in the frame part of it, you can just give to uh, Diamante since he still has the Kraken Nitro. Yeah, so that was the plan. I was like, with the part, the, the the frames, I could just pass them along. Right. You know, no, no hard feelings for that one. Yep. So, yeah, like... And, you know, as of our talk with uh, uh, Framework Dios the other day, uh, I guess he challenged me. He wants to bring a OS to, you know, he wants to bring a knife to a gun battle mm. and, and do a race off, a nitro race off at Urcha. Mm-mm-mm. You know, I mean, so. Does he not listen to our show? Dude, I, I don't know. I don't think he realizes. I mean. We, you know, mm-hmm. I was ready to put a motor on the line, a brand, you know, rebuilt 91 3DS. Yeah. And, you know, like, I'm, I'm still waiting for his acceptance of that proposal, but <laughs> he wants to hit me with, oh, let's do a case of Bud Light. I'm like, a case of Bud Light. You know? Uh. So, so I think the plan is I'm going to try my best, no promises, to have it done for Urcha. Okay. Okay. You know, or, you know, if not, I really the next thing would be hell extravaganza. Yeah. So, yeah. Best case scenario, Urcha. Worst case scenario, Hex. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so yeah. So we're nice. doing that. I love it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This past weekend, obviously, by the time we release this, I'm going to uh, Father's Day Fun Fly uh, in North Jackson. Awesome. It's going to be both, you know, helis, planks, drones, whatever you want to bring. You know, 
as long as you're MAA, you learn no landing fee, just donation. If you want to donate something to the club, we're going to go and do some flying. Um, I think I'm going to bring a heli in one plane and just go have some fun. I'll have my son with me, you know, we'll have some fun. Um, he's already like, he started. So Zach actually, believe it or not, started that he's starting to put his wish list for what color helicopter he wants to include <laughs> orange blades, green canopy. So I don't know. I think he's following in dad's, you know, his dad's footsteps of being All Gucci. Right. Nice. I don't know. Yep. 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 So, nice. uh, let's see. Last thing I have, you know, we're getting close and I know, uh, there's one event that I know of, um, that's coming up uh, after we release this episode, and it's uh, the event down in North Carolina. Yep. Do you Drag, want to dragonfly? Yep. Dragonfly, you know. What is it? June. Um, um, twenty. Yeah, uh, June twenty third through the twenty fifth. I think is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, I wish I could go to that one. I can't. We're going out of town on the twenty fourth, twenty fifth. So. We're heading up to Chicago, but yeah, like if people in the North Carolina area look up Dragonfly, um, it's an awesome event. It's yep. really good. John Titus, right? Yep. Uh, John Titus is the organizer. Great guy. Yep. You know, if you don't have anything to do, go make an attempt to go out there and just have some fun with these guys. Yeah, I was yep. going to try and ride up for like the day or something. It, w- it would be a long yep. day, but I was going to ride up for Saturday, but then. Uh, I got reminded that we have family <laughs> things going on, so I was yep. like, okay, if I have to. June, June is a wash there for me, but it is. Yeah, I am holding it together because we're getting close to the Ohio Heli Throwdown. Yeah, so, boy. you know, if you haven't seen it, you know, on our event uh, group, uh, I actually released the first version of the flyer with all the sponsors we have to date. We are missing some that we didn't have the logos. Um, some I got reminded, um, so the, you know, to give an idea, you know, uh, Boros design, Matt Boros is going to support with some of his blades. Okay. So I need to get a logo and put his logo on the flyer, uh, SMC racing, which is those great batteries that we have started to see at some of the events. Yeah. Uh, they promised us a, a, a package that's going to be shipped out to me for the event. Nice. Um, you know, uh, Mikado USA, I already have them on there, but, you know, Mikado USA, um, you know, it's even, you know, got other brands like Scorpion and Maniacs. Um, <laughs> got to put those on there. So um, I'm going to make sure that I put those. But at the end of the day, um, it's going to be a great event. Um, you know, we're going to keep adding sponsors. Um, I made a post, you know, if anyone is willing to sponsor or is interested in sponsoring the competitions, right? So we're not just an event, uh, you know, a fun fly event. We actually do, um, you know, kind of like, uh, I don't want to say more important, but we do the throw down the 3D competition, um, which is actually judge. You know, usually we have some uh, somebody like Diamante, Matt Boros. Um, I mean, heck, this year, rumor has it, we might even have uh, Kyle Stacy as a, one of the mm-hmm. judges, right? But um, these competitions, like this year, we're doing the 3D competition has junior class, sub-18 participants. As of right now, I'm looking at five sub-18 
participants in the throwdown competition. That's awesome. Yep. And the as far as the over 18 class, um, right now I don't have anyone, but there's the, usually we have about at least five, you know. Mm-hmm. I ended up I didn't end up like kind of capping it myself just for timing purposes so it doesn't go too long. Right. But yeah, like if you don't have anything to do and uh want to come out to Northeast Ohio by Youngstown, uh it's going to be in July and it's July 13th through the 16th. Okay, in North Jackson, Ohio. Get ready. You know, even if you just come out to do some flying and support the participants in the competitions, um, because we are going to have the famous drag racing, helicopter drag racing competition. Oh, snap. Yep. And I think the Canadians, Diego, might try to redeem himself with some heavy hitting heli, speed helis this year. (laughs) Nice. You know? So, yeah, um, kind of what I'm working on, um, you know, getting, you know, uh, organizing the, the throwdown, getting it to the end, waiting for the time, um, working with any other sponsors that might want to uh, sponsor the competition specifically. Um, if they want to uh, sponsor the overall event, just contact me, Daniel Turiak on Facebook. Um, you know, give me a shout on there and we'll, we'll discuss it and see kind of where we could go with that. Absolutely. So, All right. Anything else? Um, no, that's it. All right. Well, let's move into, uh, wait, what, what are we going to do? Hey, Diamante. What's yeah, next? I'm here. Okay. okay. Well, what's next? What's popping? Oh, Todd's <laughs> hopping. All right. The news. Here we we go. got some stuff. You ready? All right. I mean, uh, we're going from uh, mythical creatures like the goblin and, you know, certain things to more like Marvel comic. I guess so. With with the naming, right? A little bit. Uh, Goose Guy is releasing a new model. Well, it's the RS4, but it's a like special edition called the Venom. Yeah. Mo better. So do you know the differences? It looks like it's got some differences. Let me pull them. Yeah, up, it was saying something know? like new servo layout or something mm-hmm. to that degree. So let's let's see here. What do we have on this? So it's saying um, new servo layout design, which is compatible with general standard standard servo, stronger power. So looking overall, they're saying the motor is better, maybe a little bit better a servo layout. Um, they added some extra guards and then, um, even like the, I think the, the links, they, they do some small adjustments to make it more potent, more, more better, more better. Okay. And looks like the price for the kit. So that, you know, is the, the kit, the motor and the blades, 419 bucks. Not bad. No, not for that size. And it's, you know, um, you know, it's got some cool canopies. You know, they kind of changed it up a little bit. Playing a little bit with the good old red, white, and blue. But they also have the green. And then they have like a, a purplish type uh, canopy scheme. But, um, yeah, they're just making modifications, trying to, to catch the eye of some pilots with it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. 
TB40, another 400 size heli. Yeah, uh, we got we got a little bit of information on that, but you know, no price yet. And but, what was the blade size on that? So it's saying 370 to 400, and then in, with an eight millimeter shaft. Okay. So what I was just wondering was, um, is the old, you know, uh, what is it? The 470 Dominator, right? Uh, yeah. For some reason, I know you and I were briefly talking before the show, and you know, when we said 470, I think I was assuming that it was like near 500 class, but that's not really the case. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. So really, the Dominator 470, right? They had a different. They had like the 470 LM, but like let's just take the 470 LM. Right. That one was uh, Dominator 470 LM. The blade on that one was, let's see here. So it's 380. Yeah, so length 705, main blades, uh, where are we at? Yeah, 380. So this one has a range. Um, so why couldn't, it just be than, the, why couldn't it just be the TB35 then? <laughs> I, I don't know. Is it, isn't this, They've been doing this, this for years. Yeah. I mean, as long as I remember, like, you know, the the Gowie NX4, right? Yeah. And it's like, you know, they had, it was more like an NX four and a half or four and a quarter. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. Because it I ran up to 470 to... blades or something like that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where the T-Rex, you know, for you know, my T-Rex 500s that I had, you know, they weren't 500s. They were 425. Mm-hmm. That is a T-Rex 400. You know? Yeah. So TB40, <laughs> you know, you would think that it would be a 425 at the very least. And it's, yeah. it's not. It's actually a, a 380. Yeah. So interestingly enough, not direct drive. I, I'm okay with that. I don't, I don't think at that size... You know, like, I don't, I don't know at the end, you know, like, I think they looked at the path of least resistance and less, mm-hmm. least cost. Yeah. Right. So if anything, you know, cause if they came out with a direct drive too, it's like, here we go. Like everybody, you know, is copying everybody else. Cause now everybody's going to direct drive. Yeah. You know, so it, it probably comes with the motor, I would assume. Yeah, I would I would hope so. I mean, you know, a line. They probably still yeah. have a bunch of Dominator motors from the 470. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. That's a strong possibility. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it probably comes with blades, comes with the motor, mm-hmm. and you know, then you buy the rest. Yeah. yeah. So uh, hey, you never know. I mean, you know, their ESCs are you know rebranded Hobbywing, right? Some of them. So. Yeah. I, I wouldn't put it past them to come out with a, you know, take the Hobby Wing 80, do something, a line 80, uh-huh. and do a combo. Yep. You know, with the Beast X and everything else that they usually do. Right. Um, looking at the pictures, it looks like they, you know, although it's not clear, um, I think they're going to have a line servos, you know, for it. Wouldn't doubt that. Yep. Yep. Are those you know, micro or those mini? Do we know? I did not say yeah. it, not yet. I don't think we have that level of, of description yet. Yeah. You know, looking at it, 
they might be on the micro sides and then the tail is a it's a mini you know because yeah if yeah. you if you look compared to the motor right it, it's kind of from pictures it's kind of hard to determine but i have yeah. a feeling it's going to be micros yep i wouldn't do you know that. like not necessarily the ultra micros but the micros more leaning towards minis you know yep so uh let's see so yeah they're keeping you know it's literally i think very much they took a tb70 and shrunk it more or less um you know i'm sure it's got some unique features for the tb40 just because of its smaller size but overall like pretty straightforward even has that orange collar on the boom behind the right you know so yeah, it says, um, well, it does mm-hmm. say 370 to 400 millimeter blade. Do people make 400 millimeter blades? I don't know that there's anybody who makes a 400 millimeter blade. I think it's 380. Yeah. I think it's three, you might find 370s, you might find 380s. Yeah. I don't know of any 400s. It's an 8 right? millimeter main shaft. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. pretty interesting. I'm I'm really curious. You know, because you know very well they're going to have an ultimate combo. Oh, yeah. I, and I, I I have a feeling it's going to be like 700 bucks for everything. Like, literally, like, even a battery. Yeah, I mean, right on the boom there, you know, now it's they have the orange boom, right? And mm-hmm. it says Align Heli Division. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Mm, uh, yeah. there's somebody who just lost their mind like dragon damn it yeah but you know like dude uh, you know like once again you know a line has always been really competitive with pricing you know yeah so i think what you're gonna see is like i mean i'm you know it's cool that we have goose guy we have omp but here comes the line and the line is gonna be super competitive with the pricing yep you know they make so, everything in-house mm-hmm I heard a story about this. You ready for this? I'm ready. Shoot it. So it was story time. Uh, so a line, you know, they do yeah. everything in house, mm-hmm. everything, injection molding, everything. So what I heard was a little story time is that they can be at the field and mm-hmm. There was a time where they had, and I don't remember which model uh, it was. Maybe it was like the T-Rex 600 or something. But when they were doing the testing of that model, there was a one-way problem. Mm-hmm. So the guy said, give it to me. And he drove back to a line. And two hours later, he came back with a new one-way redesigned, ready to go for testing. Mm-hmm. That's pretty incredible. Wasn't there like we heard something, you know, obviously it's not like a line told us this, but from talking with people like they used to actually do testing with 3D printed parts. I don't I don't know that I heard that. Mm-hmm. I'm not like sure. just, you know, like a one time just to like yeah. proof of concept kind of situation. Right. right is it right. wasn't long term. Right. And I'm sure that they didn't make it out of, you know, you know, rubber. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was, you know, still stuff that was, you know, quality, but sure. yeah, like just, just to prove the concept and stuff like that. I, I'm not surprised. I mean, yeah. And, you know, it's funny because I was talking to that guy, the local guy, younger guy, Sawyer, in my field. 
And I said, how does the line, you know, because he's hot and heavy on like, oh, my God, they're coming with a TB40. I'm, you know, like now I don't know what to get, the TB70, the TB40. And uh, so I, I, you know, I looked at him and I was like, do you know where a line gets their money? You know, what? what is their bread and butter? You know? And he's like, helicopter. I'm like, nope. I said, these guys are heavy hitters in Asia with other stuff, i.e. such things as vacuums. Yeah. You know? I heard that they may not even be doing that anymore. Really? Um, but they do have their hands in lots of things. Lots of things, right? Yeah, but. Yeah. But the idea behind it is that these guys, you know, when they were buying material, right, no yeah. matter what it is, you know, these guys were not just buying potentially just for helis, you know, right. they, they, you know, when they bought some kind of, you know, hard plastic, right, heavy duty plastic, whatever, they were buying probably in crazy quantities, right? Mm-hmm. And that's something that I, I don't even think SAB could compete with. Yeah. Yeah, you know they they might be able to compete with certain things, but not the way a line used to be able to do it back in the day. Yeah, you know, but they got their hands like you know like the moral story. It's not really helis, you know. Um, do they make money off helis? Probably. Yeah, you know why not? Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I hope I don't misquote this, but I, I was also hearing some of the numbers that they would pull uh, with sales. You know, back. Back when it was hot, mm-hmm. but like something like the T Rex uh, 450 Pro or somewhere or, or in that vicinity of time, maybe a couple years before or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they had sold like 150,000 450 kits. Mm-hmm. Like no other manufacturers touched that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like SAB hasn't sold that many 700s, you know, or like of, of one run. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure they've sold a lot, but. I don't know because yeah. here's the next topic for what is hot. What's that? BK Hobbies SAB sale. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure they just hit hit quite the high. Yeah. 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 I could. I I, I was. Um. It, I mean, I tell anyone right because everybody was you know like you know asking you know being part of the team or whatever and they're like you know like. Uh, you know, how, how much, how much longer, how much longer, you know, we're going to have these prices. And I told them, I said, listen, it's for the month of June. Yeah. But yeah. realistically, it's until they run out of like when they cannot right. allocate any more kits because they literally don't have parts or anything like that in the month of June. It could be second week, it could be third week. Like who knows, right? Right. When they run out, they run out. And it's I done. think, yeah, I think, you know, Bird kind of, you know, camera or BK Hobbies kind of hinted that. You know, you better go grab something now because it's it sounds like allocation is getting slim yeah, at that right price. Now. Yep. You know, I so I mean most of the seven hundreds or the, the bigger helis, right? Thirty percent off. You know, so yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. You know, now I know like the orange scheme, some of the smaller helis are only like ten percent, but Dude, a 700 raw, like the stock scheme or the original, the OG scheme for the raw 700, mm-hmm. right under 700 bucks. Yeah, yeah, it's it's insane. Yeah, and that's pre-shipping. Right. right. I mean, I I if I had to guess, I think that 
and the Puma were like, you know, huge numbers. Oh yeah. You know? So yeah, BK Hobbies, SAB sale, um, till supplies last, you know, um, you know, like if there's stuff in stock now, you better go get it. Yep. Because, you know, rumor has it from, from BK Hobbies is that, you know, once the, you know, it goes, you know, there's no more allocation, meaning this other thing they have on hand, it's not going to go back into pre-order because there's no more allocation. So, right. right. You know, uh, yep. hit, get the, it while the, it's the hot. Buy button. Mm-hmm. Get it so, while it's hot. Yep. So speaking of hot, what do we got next? Uh, you want me to intro this with a little bit of uh, intro music? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's, uh, uh, you know, let's get in the mood. Let's get in the mood. So let's see. See if people guess what this is just by the intro. You ready? Here we go. So who is it? What are we going to talk about? Uh, Not Bill, Bill's punching little babies in the face. Close. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he punched Kevin Dover in the face. No, I seriously you know, doubt he did. Kevin that. Dover will probably kick his behind. Yeah, but um, yep. Um. So, have you seen that uh, the Bill and video that he released? Uh, thanks to Kevin Dover. Uh, it's a video regarding the Fry Sky. The FR Sky X20 integration with Icon. It's pretty cool, man. Uh, I, I'm being overly picky here when I say this. Mm-hmm. I wish it was more graphical, I guess, as opposed to just, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, being like looking like A line list. code. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but still, it's it's very cool. Yep. Uh, yeah. So what it is, it, it's... It doesn't seem like you have to move the sticks in the corners or do something crazy. Like literally, right. you scroll because the X20 is touchscreen. You scroll all the way to the left or to the right, however you want, like to one of the sides of the menu. Yep. And then you have the icon, you know, brain, you know, emblem. You click on it and then it has like 14 pages. Yep. You know, and you go from page to page, scroll, click change the setting, whatever it may be, either centering, either, you know, orientation of your swash, whatever case may be. Right. You could do all of that and then just keep going through the pages until it loops back around. Yep. And just, when you're done, yep. return, boom, you go back to flying. You go back to flying. Yeah. As it should be. Yep. So very simplistic visually, but I think they're getting close to oh, like getting close to being able to say to make it fairly easy even for a dummy like me to be like okay that's not hard to to go through the menu and do integration right there on on a radio for your flyball suit so so uh, yeah go ahead finish your statement there i'm going to look something up here while you do it so you know very cool touchscreen, you know, radio icon. I think icon has been around and brain has been around their, I guess, menus and, and, you know, settings and everything else. They've been around for a long time. It's not, I don't believe it's hard. I think the hardest thing in the past was when you had to carry your laptop with you, but it seems with X20, it's kind of like a thing of the past. 
Yeah, right. It's 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 getting yeah, definitely moving <clears throat> moving in that direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so the radio mm-hmm. is three hundred and eighty six dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and icon is what hundred and eighty two hundred bucks. Yeah, hundred and no extra. Yep, and no extra. Like you don't have to buy the pro version or anything like that. It's like right. And I think if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. Uh, I want to say that the receiver for this FR Sky deal is like twenty five dollars somewhere in there, maybe. Yeah, I mean it's something cheap. Yeah, most of the FR Sky type stuff, you you know, we're near. Oh. You know, Futaba receiver prices. Yeah. Let's leave it at that. Uh, the one that they're trying to pair up with it in a little combo deal is $59. 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what this other stuff is that it's trying to pair it up with. So in all fairness, right, if... Oh, that's a different You know, receiver. like if you're looking at, let's say, two... Like, let's say you pay 200 for the Icon... 50 bucks or so for the receiver. You're kind of right there with, you know, Mikado and, you know, others. You um, know? Yes, in terms of receiver and flybarless unit. Yeah. Now, we when could you say that the radio. Uh, yeah. If I mean, you factor the radio, yeah. Like, yeah. I got to be honest. Like, if it were me, and I haven't used Spectrum in a really long time, but this seems like the better route right now because it mm-hmm. is touchscreen it is fully mm-hmm. integratable uh and you know my goodness mm-hmm. what are we talking like sub 700 bucks for everything yeah you know what i mean by, by yeah you're looking at 600 bucks give or take right so you know that's pretty remarkable man it's it's you know yeah now, i don't know what this radio feels like i i think maybe bill ann bought one so we'll be able to okay. check it out in Ohio. Okay. Uh, so that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, you know, it's... Uh, the, the question I have is, and we'd have to get with Tom, because mm-hmm. I don't remember, I don't, you know, but is how... I know there's integration with Icon with Jetty, right? Mm-hmm. But how easy is it in comparison? I don't think there's much difference other than like touch screen, right? Yeah. You know, swipe and click and, you know, use a toggle to adjust. I think they're fairly similar, like in simplistic, yeah. right? I think from a simplicity standpoint, as far as you don't have graphics or anything crazy, you know, I think they're very similar to be honest. Okay. Yeah. But then, you know, Jetty comes at a premium too. Yes. The radio. Mm-hmm. You know, it probably higher... has to do with the materials they're choosing. Yeah. Or they're proud. One or the other. Yeah. But, you know. So, to be honest, like, if you cannot afford some of the over $1,000 radio, like, that, I think that would be, if you're on a budget. Yeah. I would entertain that FR Sky uh, X20. If you're gunning for a TB40 and you want to keep mm. it on the cheap, then... I would say go this route. Yeah. You this know? would be like what? With radio, just a little I mean, bit over. 
yeah. thousand bucks, maybe fifteen hundred at the mo- most. You know, at most, you got to think yeah. you get you're going to buy a charger and a battery too, right? So, yeah. you know, but yeah, maybe fifteen hundred to get in. But the the whole point is, is at that point you have a radio, you have charger, you you know, you buy another receiver, of course, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like you're you're already partially the way there, you know. Yep, yep, yep. So, so yeah. if you haven't had a chance to check that video out on the Bill Ann YouTube channel, do it. I, yeah. I think it's it's a good one. And, you know, uh, Kevin, you know, he did a good job kind of walking literally screen by screen. Yeah. Like, what's in it, you know, kind of how easy it is, you know, to change something. And then, you know, once you hit the return, you go back to flying. Yeah. And, you know, just to help Bill out, make sure you watch it at least like five times each per person. Yep. So, you know, he's got a cat to feed. So Mm -hmm. help a brother out. Yep. And remind them that, you know, you went and washed it because of the heli heads. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Yep. It'd be a very cool, you know, video. Thanks, Bill. And thanks, Kevin, for doing it. Yeah, it was um, it was clutch. It was to me it was something yeah. that's popping for uh, it popped at me for this week. Yep. Yep. Definitely. All right. Well, if we don't have anything else to add, Chris, Cholo, Chris, nothing, <laughs> nothing to add. Okay. All right. We're gonna take a short break and we'll be right back. Right back. What's up, Big Raw? What bat are you running, that three-blade monster of yours? Oh, the Tri-Nasty? Oh, nothing but the best. Maniacs! What type of head speed you running? All the head speed. 2,500, baby. <laughs> Full send. Maniacs! Line battery for RC models look no further than Maniac's batteries. These batteries are designed to provide exceptional power delivery and with proper current mains allow these batteries to last hundreds of cycles without showing wear. And thanks to their low internal resistance, Maniac's batteries stay cool even under full load. And with a USA service center and a one-year manufacturer's warranty, you can be confident that you're getting a high-quality product that will outlast the competition. Still included is the six-month crash replacement discount off 30% off MSRP. Give them a try and see for yourself why they're the go-to choice for serious RC modelers. Maniacs! All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, So we have a pretty awesome show for you guys tonight, and... Oh, oh. pretty awesome. The best, the best show. Yeah. Yeah, man. We're going to turn the table upside down. (laughs) It is a good one. Uh, It was very cool to have uh, Yakim Eater come on to the show and hang out with us. Uh, you know, you're going to tell us a little bit, uh, you know, like a a slight, just a taste. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So he is from Switzerland. So that makes it very difficult to do shows like that. Even same thing with Simone. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so we had to record on a Saturday. Okay. And news was, is that, uh, you know, apparently you were with Cholo and Chris holding hands with a case of Bud Light at the time. I'm not sure. 
Yeah, we were, you know, soaking in our tears, mm, you know, mm, of life. Mm. Left you know? me out to dry, man. Left me out to dry. I mean, tell us the real truth. Why did you, you know, interview Mr. Etter? Was it because, uh, you know, uh, somebody forced you or you did it because you thought that this would be a cool person <laughs> to discuss some cool things? I think that uh, he's, they're definitely bringing cool things to the table. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sold. I'm yeah. sold. I'm, I'm <laughs> Already. Hyped. Sweet. Okay. That was so easy. Yep. <laughs> but uh yeah so we did we we had to do a recording uh, on the side so we're gonna paste that in right here momentarily but uh you know yeah eater or yakim all the way from uh switzerland decided to join us and uh so we we recorded this on a saturday so without further ado we're gonna let it rip all right so i'm here with yakim uh and, and how do you say your last name sir um, it's a good question in English. <laughs> it's it. It's it's eater. like eater it's, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> eater. Yeah. Eater. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. We were discussing earlier before we started the show that uh, you know it's easier just to say Yakim versus Yakim. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. We Americans don't talk like that, unfortunately. But uh, maybe we should start. Uh, no, don't do that because people get confused. You know, when when the Swiss are, let's say, a, a bunch of people are together, let's say, in an airplane, flying from A to B and having a discussion, it's it sometimes happened. The stewardess came over and said, "Can you please stop uh, fighting? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> it is like this. Wah, 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 wah. That's uh, not very friendly. No, no, it's a normal discussion. Say, yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a harsh. It's a harsh, but it's a lovely language. You're right. Because we we always have to say minimize the, the words like uh, for a house we say like uh, house but we say housely make it smaller so anything we make small you know okay. without of without of uh, knowing it actually it's kind of automation we, we do it's building in our in our language and Swiss German is not an official language so it's very difficult to write down actually it's more more or less oh, wow. just talking okay it's a very funny it's a very funny language yes so yes. when you do <laughs> write things down what language do you use uh we use high german in the school normally okay and it's, it depends also which part from switzerland you are because basically it's a very small country let's say something like from the size of probably a state of oh, i don't know south carolina and north carolina together okay the whole gotcha. country yeah, but we we talk like uh, four different languages from from uh, German to Italian to French and to Romansh, which is which is a a very funny other language, which is a bit related to uh, I would say to Italian and maybe to what was the thing they 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 talk in in Vatican, this old old language. I forget oh, even goodness. the name of it. Um, yeah, so four languages. Yeah. In, yeah, that's incredible. It makes, yeah. it makes the country a little bit funny sometimes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you kind of answered our first question. You're you're from Switzerland, mm-hmm. and uh, how? I, I'm curious. What is the altitude of uh, Switzerland? Like, how high are you guys up above sea level? Um, I think the lowest point is Geneva. It's probably like two, three hundred meter. Okay. Uh, but it goes up to. Depends which mountain. Eh? We have mountains up to four thousand meters here. So goodness, it's it's very depends. Eh? So it's very low, which is almost like uh, 
um, let's say Mediterranean uh, like uh, feeling, you know, from the temperature and all, and you have palm trees, and it, it goes up to really high mountains where the glacier stays, and there is like always ice. Even in the summer, you can do skiing. So yeah, that's insane. So yeah. what what is your temperature right now? Are you experiencing warmer temperatures also, or? At the moment, it's it's pretty nice. It's it's near Zurich, which I live. Uh, it's about 26, 27 degrees. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure about Fahrenheit, what it is, but it's it's very very nice, warm, but not hot. Right. But it ca- it can go up to near to 40 degrees in the summer sometime, which is not very nice to be honest. Because right. 40 we, we're not really hot. A, yeah, it's, that's hot. That's uncomfortable, and you know, apartments here are not really equipped with air conditions, and uh, oh. it's sometimes tough. Yeah. So that's uh, well, but now does the temperature drop uh, at nighttime though? Yeah, it does. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. So at least there's trying to sleep. It's probably not totally uncomfortable, but during the day, it's okay. It's pretty, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Okay. And again, it's it's a short period of the year. I mean, I I love summer. I lo- I love uh, heat more than than this cold. And uh, <laughs> the thing is that we have we have four seasons, which is good. But uh, the summer, I always feel it's pretty short, and also in terms of flying, you know, it's sometimes right, not right. very funny because it's just three mounts, four mounts, maybe five mounts if you are lucky, and then another five, six, seven mounts. It's really cold and rainy and dark and, and not very friendly. Right, I like it so much. Yeah. So let's do this then. Let's talk about mm-hmm. uh, the watch manufacturers. I know there's some people in our hobby who are watch enthusiasts so mm-hmm. what brand would you think is the best swiss made <laughs> that's a very difficult question you know believe it or not but many swiss people do not even own a watch like made from switzerland is that right uh, yeah i i even myself i do not have any rolex or omega or talk Heuer or I think there's about two, three hundred watch companies sure. in, yeah. in this in this country. But you know the the big players like Rolex or uh, like Omega and and the IWC and all these these this names Rado, right? Uh, they're famous. But then we have the the really luxury stuff, which are small family businesses. Uh, they do maybe ten or twenty watches a year. Oh wow. Yeah, one of those are they are mechanical masterpieces, really masterpieces. But they the cost is, uh, I would say, near to a million dollar or even more Oof, you know, for goodness. one watch. Yeah, so n- not for me. Yeah, 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 not for us. <laughs> but they're amazing. I, I I have looked at them sometimes. They are small expos and uh, really beautiful watches. Extremely small mechanical details, very accurate. So mm-hmm. this is like this Swiss. Swiss are famous for this. Uh, Right. Really accurate small mechanic stuff and, and watches. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I think a cool watch is uh, IWC in my point of uh, okay. of view. Yeah. It's a uh, it's an old traditional watchmaker and and they use really uh, nice uh, advertisement on the airport sometime when you landing and and you you see these advertisements. It's right. Doesn't maybe fit in nowadays open culture, and no nobody can be offended and else because it's a man watch, you know. So they do the advertisement also a little bit based on man hobbies, you know, Something right? Like uh, 
So really, really funny advertisements, and the, the watches are also very beautiful. So they so are, would, they are, yeah. but they do start like what, like ten grand? It's something silly. Lately, American U.S. It's like ten grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. IWC around eight to ten grand. Uh, you, you, you have to be ready to pay for the IWC. <laughs> Yeah. You gotta go. You know, you gotta forego some uh, some heli purchases for a little while. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Well, that's super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always wanted to come visit. Uh, I think my wife has visited Switzerland. Um, mm-hmm. That was before we we well we were just starting to date, and she was taking a trip over to uh, over to there and a few other places, but. Uh, Maybe one day. Mm-hmm. I would definitely love to come and visit Switzerland. That that's on on the on the bucket list. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it'd be mm-hmm. fun to to come and see the. Let the me let and... me know and I can give you some secret tips like where not the tourists really okay. go. Like like the place today. I send you a picture. There are uh, very very few tourists. There. It's okay. easy to reach. It's like a forty minute drive from the city. It's like uh, very nice. Yeah. Let right. me know. I can. I can. I can give you some. Some absolutely. Hints. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. So Switzerland, you live there. So what? What do you do full time uh, for work? Uh, okay, I try to explain. Uh, I work for an American company. Um, it's a. It's a tough job. It's. It's at Nasdaq. Nasdaq rated, so you can imagine there's a lot of. Uh, of work always and, and pushing and we work also the company I work for we do scientific equipments okay I I don't know if you know what the NMR is nuclear magnet resonance spectroscopy or you probably know the name MRI it's yes more, this is more mm-hmm. familiar okay so it's it's a kind of MRI but it's it's more science scientific based you know for analyzing of proteins in the very early stage of developing these, uh, analyzing diseases like uh, like Alzheimer, cancer, any kind of this stuff, but also for for medical uh, like treatments, like vaccines, this kind of stuff. And uh, it's it's very broad-banded, but it's extremely a niche product. It's extremely high-end, and uh, it's like cutting-edge technology in terms of of science and analytics of. Okay. of uh, of proteins, for example, yeah. So I'm I'm responsible there for uh, development with R and D together, like the R and D stuff, and uh, also service and support and introduction into the market worldwide for this uh, for this equipment. So that's why I was traveled a lot previously uh, in my earlier days when I was younger, to everywhere in the world, to university or to pharma companies like Merck and all these companies, and we we put up those. Uh, instruments and and make it ready for the scientists to to use and to to search new drugs or searching a solution out of of cancer or diseases and this kind of stuff okay so scientific field so did that take um, a number of years of schooling or is this something that you worked your way up into i mean i'm assuming it took schooling is that correct uh you you need to have some uh electronic or mechanical or at best is physics background it helps a lot because there's a lot of physics involved but you know the field is extremely uh, like narrow and very specialized so basically if you have a, a well education doesn't matter it's it's really electronic or mechanical based you can you work you can work your way up 
okay. from more or less to scratch because it's it's really uh, specialized. Yeah. Okay. So is that how you did? You kind of worked your way up through things and. Yes. Yes. I okay. started as a, as a let's let's say a service engineer for service and for installation. And I was previously I was a mechanical and electronic engineer doing CNC machines. You know, uh, looms yeah, yeah. like grinding machines, uh, like part of design and then mostly building up from the scratch. Uh, let's let's say for Rolls Royce or for Pratt and Whitney, these airplane turbines uh, grinding. You know, the, the small the small pieces on the turbine. So totally mechanical based, and then I, I see this uh, this opportunity in the scientific company, and I was thinking, why not do something completely different, more physics related, but also has uh, electronics and mechanics inside. And I started yeah. there oh, more than twenty years ago. So now, yeah, an old man in this company already. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. Well, very cool. That sounds exciting. So. Well, uh, so let's jump into some hobby stuff here. So how mm-hmm. did you get into the hobby? When, when did uh, you start messing around with radio-controlled stuff? Um, that's a really long time ago, but it was not uh, RC helicopter related. It was for sure uh, already that time as a kid when I was, I would say, around 12 or 13 years old. Okay. Uh, it must be in the early 90s, or the eight, 87, maybe, 88. Uh, bodies, RC bodies, you know, this off-road okay. yep. stuff. It was a huge uh, boom that time with Kyosho and Tamiya, and everybody had this this lunchbox or, or yeah, frog right. or hotshot and uh, Kyosho from Ultima, Optima, and all this stuff. So that's when I started back then, and I was doing this off-road racing. For a few years, I uh, also was joining some races and a small team, Kyosho team in Switzerland. And uh, then I stopped around, I would say, 18, maybe 17. Uh, during the, the education time, I was very busy. And then with around 20, 21, I was moved to the US. After I was moved to Japan for two years, I was living in Japan. Oh, wow. And uh, in Hong Kong, China, always always related to, to work, you know, from, from the business side. Sure. They, they was sent me around and I agreed and it was, it was a very good time. And I, I took a break and I would say around probably 12, 12 to 13 years ago, by chance, I was in China for a business trip. And then it was one of my colleagues from my company. He invited me to his home and he had a, T-Rex 450, the very early version, <laughs> standing there. Yeah. And I was, oh my God, yes, that's still around, eh? this RC stuff and helicopters. And I was surprised, you know, it's, it was looking good because I remember when I was a kid, those huge uh, gas helicopters was really expensive. Right. Like, almost impossible ever for a normal person to buy, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I completely lost the, actually the, I mean, the, the mind about about uh, getting into RC helicopter, but when I saw this T-Rex, the guy was really passionate and he was talk all evening about this helicopter. And I was look at it and I say, okay, when I go back to Switzerland, I must uh, see what's going on. And I was I was right away when I arrived the next day. I went to my old school hobby shop. He was still there from the RC car time, and I, I purchased a, a very old uh, this plastic T-Rex 450. And uh, 
yeah, then then the problem started, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right. Addiction, yeah. addiction started. Yes, yes. It was. <laughs> I tell you, it was insane. It was that golden age. I mean, you could buy a line. You could buy in every kiosk. In every gas station, there was wow. spare parts. It was insane. Wow! Really, everywhere you go, you know, our our local supermarkets, they had parts. No way! T-Rex. Wow! Yes, and it was everywhere. Really, T-Rex was everywhere. In that in that starting boom time of of the of the online area, and yeah, I was I was every three second I I had I was uh, out with a uh, few friends because very quickly you made friends uh, because so many people was flying that time. Sure. And uh, yeah, you you was every every few second you was just run somewhere to just hovering you know hovering you right know, just right. hovering try to hover doesn't matter nose in or sides or tailing uh, yeah and then uh, after maybe two three years I was uh, more or less. Uh, Capable to handle the helicopter, do some sport flying and loopings and uh, figure eight and this kind of stuff. And that was uh, the time when also those events started. For instance, you asked me about the Alpine Heli Smackdown. Yeah. Smackdown. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Very legendary event back then. And uh, I remember that time also Ellen Sable came to yeah. Switzerland. And uh, for sure, we, we have seen this video, you know, I think everybody knows the video who is a little bit longer in the Hopi, uh, Sunday of the Lake from Ellen Sobo. It's an amazing video with, uh, I think he flies the Raptor 90 there. Okay. And we have been watching this video. If, if you don't know the video, Google this, Sunday right. of the Lake from Ellen Sobo. It's, yeah, I'll have to look that up. I, I think that's that master video, which most of the... Of the nowadays, uh, the 3D pilots, maybe not the young ones, but everybody have seen this video and have studied and have been thinking how the heck he could do that. You know, he was watching right. over and over and over. Yeah, and yeah, we we was we was then went to this event, which is about a two-hour drive from from my hometown, and uh, we have seen all this. I mean, not all. It was a very few actually uh, that time guys who could fly in, in the level of of Ellen Sobo, you know, like like yeah, uh, in yeah. my country was Dario, my 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 friend and and partner, which was also very early uh, on a very high level of of three D flying, mm-hmm. and uh, probably you remember Lucas Riva. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was the organizer of this event actually. And uh, he was very close to Ellen Sobo, so I think that's why also Ellen Sobo came to Switzerland and and others. And sure, yeah. yeah. I think Is that event still going on? Is it uh, still a thing? Or no, unfortunately not. I I will I try anything and also friends to push that Lucas Rivo and his father Lolo will probably do another try because you know I have been. To each, almost to each of these of these events in in Logrino, the Alpine Smackdown, and it was really the time, you know, when you had ten, fifteen thousand people was there, you know, like amazing, full crowd, full, full. The, the event was flooded. Even AMA came, uh, Jason Bell came, uh, wow. Georges came. Uh, I mean, for sure, Torek always came, and everybody came down there, you know, to Logrino. Also, manufacturer, you know, uh, any direct guys came, Steve, Sam, they came, everybody came down there. And suddenly, like, this, this stuff started to get smaller, and it, it's, it was very sad 
for me to see how this uh, uh, disappeared because I was then started also to be not only flying to do to do stuff, you know, like uh, which will be later we can talk about the Nova story, right? Uh, and I was, I think I was the last guy there with the tent with the booth, you know, the okay. last event. It yeah. was about maybe. I don't know, six years ago, maybe seven years ago. It's been a little and, while, yeah. Yeah, it, it was, it was, it was really tear dropping. You know, I was there with this tent, Ixnova tent, and uh, there was probably I don't know, maybe twenty people, okay, fifteen people, and me with the tent, and I was thinking, why, you know, why, what's happened? <laughs> it, it was very sad. It was very sad. Right. Well, you you mentioned Ex Nova, and and of course this kind of doubles up the question here. But uh, how did you get involved working in the hobby, and you know when did Ex Nova mm-hmm. come about, and and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Also about working with manufacturer or be associated or close to them. That has been started very early because I was lucky to have the very good friends. Uh, which uh, brought me to to events too. Like one of them is Hugo. Maybe you know Hugo. Yeah, I do. I, well, I've seen pictures anyway. Yeah, with the long gray hair. <laughs> yeah, kind of <laughs> legendary guy. You see him once, you will remember ever. And then for sure, also I was very lucky that I was meet Torek of Saudi very very early, really really early. I would say before he gets uh, so famous, because he came to Lodrino at the at the very very beginning. And then I, I was uh, talked to him, and uh, I can speak a little bit Arabic from my travel. And uh, we start to speak, you know, and I was always traveled to Dubai also for, for work. And uh, I was very lucky to be in the very early stage, very, very close to him. And uh, been flying with him and hanging out with him. And, uh, you know, for sure about Torek, there was all manufacturers was always around him. And I was, it was easy for me also there to, to get them well known, you know, because they always think, Okay, there is Tarek, there is Joachim next to it. So, uh, kind of partners, you know. So, yeah, there was, I think it was very early Compost days. I was in Team Compost with okay. uh, with Hugo and Dario. And that time, Compost was uh, not uh, designed uh, or partly designed in Germany by, by this empty tech guys. It was still uh, Luke, was his name, and his father. Right. Who designed the compass, uh, like the, the, I think it was the Autumn 500, the Odin, and the Night 3D. So, in, in that time, we was start a little bit working with manufacturer, mainly Dario, because that time Dario, uh, he's an old school pilot and uh, he was very early involved also in testing. And uh, I was just always next to it and together with them because my flying was okay, but I mean, far off of, of a world class pilot. I could just. Uh, Smack it around, but I was for sure not a top class pilot. But mm. yeah, I could, I could, I could, the pro- I could give a helicopter a proper workout to see if it explodes or not. But I could not fly uh, on a high scale level, uh, 3D shapers and this kind of stuff. But I could, I could well punish and smack it around, let's say, like this. And okay. yeah, that's how it, how it started with compost a bit. And then later on, uh, you probably remember Outrage yep. came up. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah, there was uh, also, I, I used to know uh, the owners of Outrage very well and I uh, was close uh, always with the Outrage people too. And uh, again, Dario was the team pilot, Hugo was the distributor. So in that time already we worked close together. Not much, but uh, yeah, 
some small inputs, and then it was continuing with uh, SAB. Maybe you remember the old videos there when they first uh, introduced the Goblin, also in Lodrino. I was there with me, Torek, and, uh, and uh, Stefano, and uh, Enrico was there. And uh, Was it Bert? Was Bert there at that time, that one video? Yeah, this... Yes, this this time Bert was not involved. Actually, okay. Bert came come to Switzerland, and I I was uh, I met him here. I picked him up at the airport. I think it was me and Torek and and, uh, and Hugo. We picked him up, and uh, then it was more outrage the ID because SAP was still a little bit, let's say, undercover. Right? Okay, so the focus right. was on outrage, and uh, uh, yeah, it was it was a good time. He brought the T Rex. Bert brought the T-Rex here, and uh, I remember I gave him my Velocity 50 and I gave him my Velocity 90 to test fly. So me and and Bert went out from the field and uh, did some testing together. And I think later on, Bert uh, joined Outrage. Right. right. And uh, a little bit later on, probably a year later or something, he joined also then SAB, I, I, if I remember correctly, something like this. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something like that's been so, a long yeah. time ago, man. That was, golly, that yeah, was, yeah, was that 10, yeah. 10 so years ago. I mean, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in yeah. this time, I always had the chance to do some inputs or some advices, you know. I always was work a little bit together with this with these benefactors, not much, but always a little bit. Okay, so with Ex Nova, how did you get linked up with them? Uh, basically, I'm the founder and the creator of this brand. Okay. So it started about eight years ago. And uh, uh, how to explain this? How to start it? Okay. The guy who was manufacturing uh, Xero Motors, the factory, if you remember this one. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, uh, probably not. But you can go ahead. Please explain. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There was, there was a brand uh, which was manufacturing uh, to a company there. Plus, he had, uh, he had another small brand of his own motors. And I, I was finding these motors in, in Google by Googling, you know, and I was always interested in motors, you know, very interesting. It was always kind of fascinated me. So to get more power in it. So I was sure. contact this, this guy in, in China and I had a small order of a couple of motors, which, which he, sent to, uh, he sent it to Switzerland. And we were starting uh, some small testing here. And I used to more and more know this guy for probably three, four years. And he was always asked me like, hey, would you like to work with me together? Because, you know, I had all the connections. I know the people. I, I know all the, the, the important talk shots like that time, you know, in, in, the, in the hobby, you know, like who to talk, who to make connections. And mm-hmm. in the same time, I, I like to do designs, you know. I like to do... Uh, like like uh, outlook designs, like logos, like uh, brandings, like this kind of stuff. Okay. Designing canopies, designing uh, helicopters, like the shapes, how it should look, like this kind of stuff. But I always refuse, and I say no, 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 because I have my ordinary job, and I don't want to get uh, involved in in business or let's say in, in real work of the hobby, you know, because then it's always a conflict. If you get too much involved, you will stop flying. And that's exactly what happened. So at some point, I, I agreed to, to take over and to, to partner up with this, uh, with this other person. And uh, I told him, look, uh, 
we need a we need a design, we need a new logo, we need a new brand, we need to build a, an infrastructure, we need to build a pilot, we need to build a network. So otherwise it will not work. So I will sit down together with another friend and we spend like a whole year thinking about names, about uh, designs, how that could look, how we could make it something like that it attract people, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then I came up with Xnova and uh, that's how it all started. I started contacting my, my good old friends all around the world, like from, from shops. I started to build pilots, uh, maybe you know, also of the Torek join. And uh, that time I was also going to Ircho very early. And uh, I was, uh, that time was Danny Melby, I think, from RC Ponda, it's his shop or something. Okay. Ponda RC. He was sailing Xnova in the US. Then uh, I kind of started with uh, HeliDirect. And uh, later on, uh, I started then with Bert and A-Main. So we built actually that time uh, Xnova Motors USA. And uh, that's, that's actually how it all started and, and was built up you know, to, to what it is today. Yes. Right. So, yeah, I, I give birth to this name and to this brand and to this baby. That was my part and building the brand and the other part was from from my partner who was doing the manufacturing of the motors and uh yeah it was like a how you call this joint venture yeah, yeah. yeah so like this. what uh when you guys were developing these ex novo motors what uh mm-hmm. what did you do to separate yourself from the others and what makes these different than other uh manufacturers of motors it's uh, a good question. Huh? You see, to be honestly, a motor, it's not something like, let's call it the MRI. Yeah? It's something so magically. It's, it's, there is a mechanical part which you need to get the good state of quality. You need to do a good lamination. You need to choose the correct wires, uh, the correct cooling. Probably Xnova was a, a little bit special or is a little bit special about the stator design. If you ever have a look at the Xnova stator, it has these slots inside, these cooling slots, mm-hmm. which uh, allows uh, a better cooling of the stator. Uh, but it's only applied to the big motors, like from the 45 Steinmeet. The 40XX settings do not have this cooling, but they have another, another design in terms of eight poles with 24 slots, which is LVK, they call it, or something. Okay. Uh, it's a little bit tricky to wind up them. Uh, I would say Xnova is probably more or less the only motor in, in RC helicopter who have this design. And uh, the other thing is with the state that was unique. And I would say Xnova is the manufacturing quality is very, very high and the QC is very, very high. Okay. That's probably a point which you can stand out uh, a little bit versus others. But, you know, I, I would not say, people was asked me that time, many times, ah, it takes no one better than Scorpion. I say, no, and I'm, I'm, I'm never saying this, you know. I say, Scorpion, you look, all the world, the top class pilots, all the the, the guys on the, on, on, the, on the podium, they fly Scorpion. So would they fly Scorpion if this is not a good motor? No chance. It is an excellent motor. But at the end, I, I leave it to the customer. I think it's the best, you know. You can give them some inputs. But I was, I would not scream out Xnova, but at that time Xnova is the best and blah, 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 blah. No, it works perfect for me. I think we did a, a very beautiful design. 
the manufacturing quality is very high, the QC is very high, the efficiency is there, and the testing we did also it was very, very hard because Torek was also very heavy involved. Okay, and the reason, right. because, you know, Torek can really give, give a motor a hard time. And also <laughs> in Dubai, the, the temperature, you know, it's insane. Right. It's like you go out in the summer, it's already like 45 or 48 degrees. And, and think about what, what this motor will suffer when he starts to push it hard. So <laughs> right. I think that's, at the end, it's, it's believing. You know, you have Ego Drift, you have Scorpion, you have X-Nova, you have Contronic. All of them are good motors. I would not say this is better than the other, or this is the best, and this is not good, or what else. You know. X-Nova has, has a few features which I can clearly say which, which is a little bit special, you know, it's like the 40 series have this special type of winding. The big motor have the special stator design, which is a bit unique. And right. uh, thinner lamination, but probably three bearings instead of two bearings on the bigger sizes. Okay. But yeah, that's, that's uh, the few things which I can point out. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm a big fan. I, I like those motors as well. They work very well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, uh, nice, yeah. So uh, later on, you decided uh, to get involved with uh, with Tron, this brand yeah. that came in under major scrutiny and controversy. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I think that's the, that was the biggest drama ever in our helicopter history. Yeah. It definitely. Um, it definitely was a hot topic for a while, wasn't it? I'm I'm sure yeah. it had to have. Uh, you know, uh, took some of the energy out of, uh, you know, the promotion Oof. of it. And Extremely, believe me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know. but tell us about that. I mean, how did, how did you get involved? I mean, you're one of the founders of this also. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how did, um, how did this get started? You see, like, I was always dreaming to design a helicopter my own way. But for sure, not completely, because I do not, do not have enough skills and time to do it completely from scratch myself. So right. I have partners like Ricky or Dorio. Dorio is, is, a, is an excellent engineer. He has a very high uh, education in, in design of, of engineering. And also he has a full access to a full equipped CNC park, five axes, mm -hmm. anytime. And... Uh, and Ricky has an extremely long experience in, in manufacturing and in design too. So how it all started, uh, you know, I was a little bit complaining to Compost, to Outrage, to SAB. Why do you like this? Why do you like that? Uh, for sure, you know, everybody has his own ideas. So as I'm not the owner or boss of Compost or SAB or Outrage, they can listen to me. But for sure, they have, they have his own ideas, you know. Right. They will take his own ideas. So. I came to the point where I had the opportunity that all three of us agreed, hey, let's start something together and share all the knowledge we have. My one is especially in designs, outlook, probably some small mechanical stuff. Dario and Ricky has an ex extremely well uh, experience and, and education about this, uh, let's say, geometrical thing, CNC manufacturing and so on which I also had, but not anymore. I'm more physics-related now, or so not, not really in CNC stuff. And we throw all our ideas together in one pot, 
and then we agreed, okay, why not? Let's start something. Let's try something. You yeah. know? It started it started like out of the blue because I have many connections all around the world and how we get in touch with each other. Because uh, the guy a guy asked me if I could design a canopy, you know, an outlook of a canopy, the form, the shape, and the colors and the, the patterns, the fillings like this. And then finally the Tron 5.5 was born. And then also <laughs> the big mess was born. Eh? It <laughs> was next, yeah. And you know, uh, let me add something to this. Uh, it, it was really never my idea or intention to get involved in such a mess. And also Dario not. Uh, and uh, I think it was it was for, for all parties, including the other party who was, we, we had, or, or especially Ricky had the beef. It was probably not very not very clever especially that all went public but believe me i i was i'm not a public guy absolutely not and i think also right. the authors are not public guys but anyway the difficulty was this that we spent really a lot of time and also work and money to make this happen and all was ready to go really we had a huge a huge blow-up story which we was say okay first january 2020 it's it's a special date you know then we're going to go online and we're going to push this product, Tron 5.5, Tron Helicopters. Special date, name a bit futuristic, and so on. So we came up with this and it, it took a huge attention for a few days. We get flooded by emails from dealer requests. And then this, uh, unfortunately, this drama started. <laughs> right. And that was not only this drama, you know. Next, this bloody COVID started. The right. biggest pandemic ever, you know. So it, it was really, really difficult, you know, because we had no chance to go somewhere to talk to people only Facebook. Right. And you know, Facebook and social media, it's a soap opera, very <laughs> difficult to, to yes. handle. If you can go to, to farm flies and to even and you can show the product to people and say, please look at this, give me your opinion or talk to people, things would be much smoother, but we had no chance because right. first right. the drama. After the COVID lockdown, so our hand was tied up, completely related on Facebook. Very, very difficult. Yeah. yeah and yeah. again, you know, it took out a lot, a lot of energy from us. Right. About this. So, a how lot. long did it take before you finally released that one? From the time that you mentioned about it to the, the public, you know. Yeah. Tron 5.5 took about a year. All included. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the first time we start to work on on, uh, on boom tail frame head canopies, about a year we was mm-hmm. we was playing trying around. Yes, yes. Yeah, about a year. And we also had it tested very hard in Switzerland. Again, Dario is an excellent, very high class pilot, and also Torek has been uh, doing some testing there. Tried to destroy it, and it was it was look promising and. Uh, yeah, we loved the helicopter. It was very light. It was very, yeah. very, very fast, really fast at that time. Well, let me uh, let me ask uh, you a tough question. Let, let me put mm-hmm. you on the spot, all right? Um, mm-hmm. And this was not planned, but mm-hmm. at, at any given moment when you guys were mm-hmm. doing this, did you mm-hmm. ever feel as if maybe it was a little close to a previous brand that was coming out of uh, Yentech? Yes and no. Yes, yes and, no? and no? Okay. Because, you see... Um, I, I'm not, again, you know, I'm absolutely not involved in this war and I'm also not involved, I mean, the war in between in between uh, the two parties. Eh? Right. I, I'm not going to name the names because sure. we all know the names. So, and we, me and Dario are exclusive about this. We are excluded about this. So, 
what what happened there is what people need to know. If Volkswagen, as a major manufacturer, releasing a Seat or releasing a VW or an Audi, there are similarities because it's the same factory. Right. It's the same factory. It's the same plant. It's not completely different, you know. It's 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 impossible to to see and uh, to to not see it's coming out from the same uh, from the same spot from the sure. same factory, mm-hmm. and and there are similarities, you know. But I, I again I will not go too deep into this. But yeah, 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 sure. I I also had seen proofs, and I will now say a name Todd Bennett, and I think people know who is Todd Bennett. Yes, of hmm? course. And I I talked to him previously because I wanted to make sure before we started this that no bad things would happen and i was ensured that what one party was told me and also showed me proof about the history and about the ownership not talking about each single design i'm talking about ownership of the mm-hmm. company was on the table black and white and it was approved also from from one side which i just named before not so directly because i understand you won't not get too much involved into this if you have such name, you know, like right. like this person. I just say like this, but that that gives me actually. I mean, my my requirement was only like, look, I'm I'm a European, eh? and we have probably different uh, thinking about business or ethnic sometimes. Sure, I uh, agree. Probably, yep. you, you, to be honest, the Europeans are probably too stupid sometimes. Eh? <laughs> too, <laughs> no, uh, too too silly, you know, about this. No, it's it's, it's really my opinion, you know. I mean, look at look at how we drive cars now. We can almost not drive a normal car. All is illegal here. You need to uh, be electric. You need to do this. You need to do that. We, we are too like try to be nice, you know. Always. Yeah. But I mean, anyway, it was also my intention or our intention that one story should be clear before we start another story. Even these two stories are not related to each other, basically. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and. I mean, I can I can agree there are similarities, but you know, is is people telling me, uh, just for instance, hey, this frame is a copy, but we're talking about a two stacked two pieces. I mean, four pieces frame. Yeah, or we're yeah. talking about a one one piece frame. I don't know what to say. You know, I don't know what to say. Yeah, well, you can only and, reinvent the wheel so many times before it's you know you know yeah, yeah not yeah. a wheel, right? You know, yeah, and it's. Yeah. Uh, you know, you were talking about cars too. You know, I mean, I I want to say, and maybe somebody will correct me, but you know, car manufacturers do that all the time, right? I mean, where they they have a car like say the Audi Q5 or Q3, whatever it is, little SUV thing. You know, it looks very similar to the Porsche Macan. You know, and they mm-hmm. do they mm-hmm. share a, they share a platform together. So I I get that. You know what I mean? And and I, I think partly, um, obviously, the tank and a few other parts are are very similar, uh, you know. But coming out of Ricky, Ricky's factory, it's kind of like if mm-hmm. it's why mm-hmm. create mm-hmm. a whole entire another mold if you've already had, you know, if you already have it, right? And yeah. you know, not to to step back into to yes. to the drama, yes. but at the same time, it's you know that that it was unfortunate what happened, but at the same time, you know, we as the public, like you were mentioning, we shouldn't have known anything about it. That should have been handled behind the scenes. And, Mm -hmm. you know, but at the same Mm -hmm. time, me, myself, after, you know, we're all past this, of course, but, you know, I think we're all just happy that there's another brand out there for us to choose from. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, so Mm -hmm. I I think I speak for a lot of people when I say that, you know, Um, but, Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, who's going to create a whole entire different injection mold for a tank when you already have one? You know what I mean? 
Like it's, it's yeah. I mean, look, I give you I give you an easy example. Why does Excel Power using the MSH Protos tank? The answer is here because you see, I, I need to tell you one thing very clear: helicopter manufacturing and sale nowadays, it's a minus business. There's no money made out of it. Sure. No, yeah. no chance. Me or Dario or even Ricky could live on on that sale. And I am almost 100% sure you see the same stuff with Oxy. Uh, Luca has uh, lots of other businesses which he, he need to do. It's very, sure. very difficult. SAB is another player because they was in the golden age, mm -hmm. which you could sell uh, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 helicopters. And also SAB, I mean, people know they do helicopter as, as a side business. They are mainly involved in other stuff. They yep. do this, this board stuff and this... Uh, sport equipment things and uh, the same goes for excel power uh, excel power has a huge cnc uh, shop business which they do other stuff and helicopter is a side business but just doing helicopter as a, as a main business and, and think you can make money out of it i mean i give you i give you a straight number nitro 19 huh? mm -hmm. straight number how much how much you think how many kids you think you, you can turn around worldwide oh gosh um <laughs> I, that's a yes. well given <laughs> given the times. It's not 2011 mm -hmm. anymore, you know, mm -hmm. uh, where mm -hmm. you know there was uh, over a thousand people at Urcha, you know. But um, mm -hmm. I I don't know, maybe five six hundred kits. Okay, the number is sixty now. Oh, it's sixty. Okay, why? Okay, six, well. zero. <laughs> right. And you know, and I I know the numbers from from another famous manufacturer. Yeah, we're talking about less than one hundred. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I give you another number. Designing, for instance, a canopy, just a canopy. The design work, uh, the coloring. Then you do like uh, CAD. You do rendering. You print out uh, a three D three D model, which in my in my situation, I painted myself here in Switzerland. I buy tape. I do some investigation how it would look nice. So if I calculate all these costs, including the cost which Ricky has then also to do the molds, mm -hmm. and to do the prototype, is roughly 10,000 USD for one, for one canopy, just to make one canopy design. Sure, right. if the design is there, you do the canopies, it's cheaper. But, you know, how, how is this ever going to pay off if you have to do 100, 100 canopies in a whole lifetime? Yeah, for, yeah. For a sure. <laughs> No chance, you know, no chance, no yeah, chance. Yeah. So well, it's, it's something like, it's something like the, Yeah. I'm telling you, for instance, when people are saying, oh, RC helicopters are expensive. No, they are not. They are too cheap. Mm -hmm. This is really my opinion. Not, not because I think I want to make money with this. No way. I don't make any money with this. But think about RC cars, mm -hmm. like, like this Yokomo or X-Ray, however this top brand's called. Hmm? Mm -hmm. And then you look at those small CNC parts, which are not very complicated in, in terms of the design and the shape and the strength or, or need to take a lot of punishment because it's risky. Helicopters are risky. It need to be, need to be well approved, you know, with, with the RC car, you don't kill somebody basically. Right. Then you look at those, at those, uh, at those tuning parts, at those CNC parts from Yokomo or X-Ray or uh, team associated. And you look at the RC helicopter parts, but the difference is the RC cars, Parts you sell probably 10,000 or maybe 15,000 in the world, right. while 
an RC helicopter part, if you sell two, three hundred, you're lucky. You get my point. Yes, I <laughs> do. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's difficult, you know. It's, it's it very difficult. Yeah. No, I, I and, hear it a lot from Bert, and he we talk, you know, frequently, and mm-hmm. uh, especially mm-hmm. right now, you know, like that the hobby's in, you know, sort of a valley at the moment in in terms of attendance, and mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. like I was mentioning before, it's not 2011 anymore. It's not 2012 mm-hmm. where there's you know mm-hmm. just this huge number of people in the hobby and um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know yeah but again like I say I I think you know for me anyways we're past it <laughs> we're we're just glad that there's another option out there for us to choose from it's very exciting what you guys are bringing and mm-hmm. um, so you guys started with the 5.5 five. it was the nitron or was it the electric one first electric the, the electric. first one was from from 5.5 which is a 550 5, maximum 570 blade Okay. Uh, 6S mostly or 8S machine. And then after this, we did the uh, Nitro 50. Yeah. Also, Nit- Nitron 50. I think that was also a funny name because you know, Tron, you put the NY in yeah, front, yeah. So it's a Nitron. Nitron. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then after, after this one, we, we did uh, the 700. Yeah. 7 I've heard good things about it. I haven't flown one myself, but I, I have heard mm-hmm. really good things. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's 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 a well-built machine. It's it's more like an 800 if you if you see it in real. If you compare it next to next to other popular sizes, uh, oh wow, 700 is huge. It's really what, massive. What yeah. uh, length blade can you run on it then? Uh, 725 would work roughly. Okay, okay. Yeah. And it's it's also a request for a stretch up to 800. The mechanic is easy holding up. 800 millimeter plates, which is needed to a stretch boom. Yeah. And I'm not sure about the CT if if that would be still work perfectly, but mechanical from from the strength uh, wise, it would easily work as an 800. But it's not it's not heavy at all. It's it's up to yeah. 5.3 5.4 kilogram uh, point, mm-hmm. which is normally optimal for uh, for a competition uh, 700 class machine. Yeah. Right. Right. So uh, with the Nitron, then you guys kind of grew into that and you made some tough decisions because you guys mm-hmm. wanted to come in as light as possible. And mm-hmm. so you decided to use it the 5.8 uh, head and tail assembly on that. Is that correct? Yes and no. Yes and no? So, okay. Okay. It's, it's like this. What we did actually, it's about the Nitro 19. And the 50 is a long, it's uh, not a long time, but it's some time already ago. It's, it's the same concept. If you look at the Nitro 50, it has basically the tail and the head, almost the head from the 5.5. Okay. And it, it works absolutely perfect uh, on, on, on the 600 cross uh, size. Even uh, Todd Bennett loved it, by the way. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> Uh, even he hates 50. He say, I love this stuff. And, and, uh, and Craig Oku, his, his partner, I was very surprised to get suddenly messages from this old school guy like, hey, great job on the 50. I always hate them, but this one is different. I say, okay, thank you. <laughs> Why not? Anyway, so what, what we did with the Nitro 19. So when you did the Tron 700, eh, the, the monster, the electric, mm-hmm. we also made an, a, a, a Nitro version out of this. We made basically two prototypes, and we okay. was flying this for some while. But you know what's what's the special about nothing? It's just a Nitro 90, like anything else. Uh, it has no special special feature, and it's it's not responsive. It's heavy, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's it's like a 
I mean, you fly, it's nice, it works, yeah, but mm, okay. So, you know, our, our, how to say, our brand identification, identification was uh, accurate flying style. They're very precise and they are light, but still very durable. Right. So we say, okay, let's go on and, and do more tests. We, we are not happy with, the, let's say, elephant weight Nitro 90. And then we, we started to play around with different options. And in the meantime, we came up with the Tron 5.8. And in the same time, actually, Tron 5.8 has a funny story. We actually wanted to do an ultralight or a, or a superlight, not ultralight, 700 class. Mm-hmm. And if you have followed us last year at Global 3D, it was a little bit after the release of the Puma, we already have shown the Tron Dynamic at oh, okay. the Global 3D last year. The problem was, we was very near to the release of this Dynamic, and then we see, okay, SAB has the Puma up now. And that's a conflict, because, you know, if, if two manufacturers at the same time releasing a helicopter, which is also a bit niche, because most people want to buy a normal, ordinary size 700, not a super light 700, especially right. that time. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's a fact, the USA, it's the biggest market in the world. And I don't, I, won't, I don't think that the US was that time really interesting in a very light helicopter. So the US for me, it's NASCAR, you know, it's like a Mustang 5.0, they like the solid <laughs> big machines, <laughs> right. you know. Yeah. So I was thinking, no, I mean, it's, it's not the right helicopter anyway for, for the US and the German market or the European market is anyway smaller, much smaller nowadays. So now SAP has the, the Puma, so let's hold back the, the dynamic and let's do the 5.8, you know. So that's why first the 5.8 came out. Gotcha. Or, or it's like a 600 class, 580 plate, basically. Mm-hmm. And from that platform, which was already there, as the dynamic was also already there, but the dynamic has a bigger head. So the center hop, the main shaft is different and the plate grips are bigger. They're all more beefier. They're not the same as the 5.8. Okay. The swash plate is the same, and uh, the, the links, the lower side are the same, but the upper links are bigger. So we used that stuff from the dynamic, and we was made out the Nitro 90 out of it and start testing. And, you know, basically, the dynamic has a, has a 12S setup, and you put, like, let's say, a 4225 12S motor inside mm-hmm. this is about almost double of the power as a nitro engine can deliver you get about five to six uh, horsepower okay with the proper yep. setup right but the nitro a nitro engine gives you probably i don't know three three horsepower maybe four depends mm-hmm. how, how well it's tuned and, and if it's a mod or an os and so on sure and the dynamic was hold up very very well with this uh, more or less powerful setups and for sure, we went over 2,000 RPM for a long time to test. But again, we specified for 2,000 RPM and on a nitro, you also don't fly over 2,000 RPM, maybe 2,050 or something, you know. Normally. Right, right. So we started this testing then with the nitro 90 also about a year ago. And there was, I think, if, if I'm not, not wrong, five to eight machines totally was spreaded uh, to pilots and the uh, Counting flights, 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 flights. And they was happy. There was no complaint. Uh, you know, if you want to break, 
a 700. And if you are a top class pilot, you can break it. You can broom strike it. Right. Just, you just need to know how, how to do it, you know, which maneuvers and when you push elevate and when you push cyclic at the same time or, or pitch. And uh, it, it's possible to break, but I would say, like, again, a top, top class pilot can break any helicopter if, if he wants to. Break. That's true. That is true. Yes. So we, we, we also was trying this for sure. It's possible to break it, but again, uh, really good pilots of us have done many, many tests, and they was very happy also about the durability. So that's why then finally we decided, okay, let's go this route. And the response from the pilots which have tested and also from other brands who had just like a try on it was like, wow, this is different. This is something like I, I feel confident with the helicopter or familiar with the feeling of the helicopter from almost the first second, like okay. very comfortable feeling and very connected. And this, this is what we was, was looking uh, into it. Not the hard-boiled, hardcore competition machine, because nowadays nobody going to fly Global PD with the Nitro helicopter, unfortunately. I would, I would love, actually, if one of our pilots would go to Global PD with the Nitro instead of electric, but I know it will, it will not happen. But, I mean, anyway, it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a balance, too, you know. It's, yeah. it's a balance... If it comes to a seven on the competition machine, there shouldn't be any compromises, you know. And also, right. it's, it's, there is still a market. But again, if I'm talking about numbers of 50, 60, 70, 80, uh, I, I think we have done too much work already and testing on this machine in terms of what we can sail around after, what we can turn around. And it was, I think, one of the biggest reasons for the this project was uh, the U.S. was helped us a lot because without of the of the pushing from from the guys from the U.S. Please make a nitro, please make a nitro, please, 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 ninety, ninety, ninety. I think we would not uh, have done it, you know. So yeah, right, right. It's it's uh, a bit related on on the U.S. market and on the request and on the wishes we had out of the U.S. market. So it's mm -hmm. it's a kind of a, a gift a, a gift to the U.S. market because. In Europe, the market is very, very small. About right, nitro. right, right. In here, it's very difficult nowadays to fly. Yeah. yeah, there are a lot of people. They scream nitro all the time. But uh, sixty kits isn't very much. We need to uh, get that number. You know, we need to add a zero. Uh, we need to add a zero to that. You know, <laughs> it's not possible, Billy. It's not possible. Oh, but you man. know, it's it's. I know it's it's. If if you spend so much time and 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 also money for sure because time is money and work. And then sometimes you see the numbers, you you turn around and, uh, you know, I I have talked with, with guys in, in Roto Life, if, if you know what that is, the Expo in mm -hmm. Germany. Yep. And, uh, you know, I know all the manufacturers, uh, George's and uh, I know, it doesn't matter what brand and, and Rockaboom and for sure the SAB guys. I talked with the SAB guys, with, with, uh, with uh, Stefano, the owner, and with uh, Rockaboom also about helicopters. And we, we all came to the same point. I can just tell you, look, if if we, the people, doesn't matter it's 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 Oxy or it's it's SAB or it's XL Power or it's whatever, Mikado, if we would not love this hobby, we would really stop a long time. Because in, in yeah. the term of making money nowadays, it's I really must say it's almost impossible or very, very difficult. And again, let me let me add one word. Guys out there in the world, 
think about not long time ago, how much we was paying for a T-Rex 450. And it was break almost out of the box <laughs> in a hover, you know? Right, right. The, the ESC was blow up, the motor was burned, the servo was stripped, and the, the gear was stripped, and I, I don't know what else was failed. And we paid, I, I don't know how it was in the US, but here in, in Europe, for a 6S, 5,000 milliamp LiPo, we paid a $500 for wow. one, you know? And you, you basically, you did 10 or 20 flights, and it was start puffing. Oh. Nobody complained. Nobody complained. All was right. happy, you know. Yeah. And yeah. now think about what what you get. You know what you get for for hundred fifty bucks. You know you get a beautiful maniacs or uh, pools or uh, fully max or whatever lipo who holds up uh, almost hundreds of of cycle, uh, not puffing, uh, really nice and yeah. What you pay for it, you know, compared before. Sure, this I agree is, with uh, that. I agree. Mm, yeah. It's difficult, yeah. I remember buying my first 450. I mean, it was a combo kit. It came with the ESC and motor, but I mean, obviously they were, mm-hmm. you know, small stuff, whatever. But with the kit and blades, uh, motor and ESC, it was 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the 450. And how, and how right? many how many upgrades he was buying for this software? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I remember on, on my on my uh, very early T-Rex 4, 450, I, I stopped counting after I reached about 10,000 USD mm. in terms of crash parts, blades. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I started counting. Oh, you know? man. Yeah, I, I stopped counting a long time ago. It was too dangerous. I, um, mm. you know, yeah. But mm. yeah, no, I crashed the heck out of mine all the time. And, you know, I did what everybody else did. You know, I climb on the internet, find the parts, mm-hmm. get them shipped to the yes. house, and you did it again the next weekend, you know? Exactly. Yes, so, yes. Uh, so I mean, what I what I want to say is 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 really, and uh, I when I talked with Rocco Boom or or, uh, or Stefano, he also said, talk for us too. I mean, you can talk for us. Uh, <laughs> name it. Right. Yeah? Let the people know, guys. We are love. We are love this hobby. We are love helicopter. And uh, and uh, please also sometimes be more forgiven about minor stuff if something is not hundred percent perfect. <laughs> Something is <No>. very tough. <laughs> yeah, we, I, yeah, many of us agree with that too. Is you know, there's a lot of folks that uh, will run to the internet first, and you know, I, I think you need to to just slow down for a second, realize that this is low number. You know, uh, it's hobbyist building hobby stuff for us, and you know, maybe maybe try to reach out to them first. You know, and say, hey. I found this or I found that. What do you want me to do? How can we rectify this? Mm-hmm. As opposed mm-hmm. to going straight out to Facebook, you know, into the circus land and just mm-hmm. causing, mm-hmm. you know, a waterfall of, you know, drama, right? Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, totally agree I mean, with the you. Family, the family is too small, you know, to, to rip it us is. apart. It is. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. It is, you know. Yeah. And there's always a fix, right? I mean, it's not like... Sure. Any manufacturer yeah. has just left something hanging and been like, "Yeah, whatever, they'll be fine." No one does that, mm. you know. Mm. So, mm. oh, sure, yes, yes, you know. But uh, yeah, so uh, we uh, here on the Heli Heads, we discussed the Nitron ninety. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I, I was listening to this. Quite I appreciate you listening. Yes, yes. So, no, I listen all actually. Really, uh, yeah. 
I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. So I think there might have been a couple things that you wanted to speak mm-hmm. to. And and of mm-hmm. course, that's what opened the door for you and I. And mm-hmm. uh, and I wanted you to have your moment to be able to, you know, speak to that. And if there were things that we mentioned that we needed to discuss. And and uh, so the floor is yours. I, what, what do we need mm-hmm. to discuss? Because I... I know there was um, uh, there was a thing about the mini servo, right? <laughs> In mini the, servo, the phrase, yeah. manual, how it's pre-assembled, the right yeah, pre-assembled, yeah. Uh, the canopy locks, and is it durable? Right. And, uh, is it is it is it is it very weak? Is oh, the head from the five point eight? He's got he's got the guns loaded. Here we go. No, 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 no problem. No, you know, it's it's very important. Uh, about talking uh, or, or that we have a chance because you see, I'm totally agree that if you are building one brand of helicopter, you get, uh, you get, uh, how to say complacent. You get used, yep. Yeah. You get, you get used to it. And then yeah. if something is different, you think, what the heck is this guy doing? You're <laughs> stupid or what, you know? Right. Right. And it's, it's absolutely also everybody's right to, to complain, you know, but I mean, I'm, I'm never 100% happy with the product. Always not. This is a problem with me. You know? That's why I can never sleep well at night. <laughs> Even if, if it would be perfect, I'm not happy. And there is always room to improve, but it's always a question of of the, how to say, does it really uh, need it to be for that small improvement to put that much amount of work after to make two people more happy, you know? And right. I, I can only say no. But it doesn't mean that we are not not listened to it, and that we that that the findings you had that they are completely wrong. Again, it's everybody's opinion. Probably some people don't like our manual. I know this. It's it's absolutely uh, correct if they don't like it. It's it's fine for them. I, I, I take this. I take this plane. Uh, especially on me because I do the manual. Do you? Okay. All right. <laughs> and I know. I know there are some some. Some box still inside, you know. They are yeah. yes. I apologize. I, I try to <laughs> fix it. I, I also suffer from a lot of health issues the last few months, to be honestly. And oh. I was in hospital, and now also it's it's. I'm not feeling very well. I try to speak clear. I have some issue with my tongue. Okay. I have no clue. Like it's difficult to speak clear sometimes. Eh? So it was all go. a little bit in yeah. a rush. Well, but before you do talk about the manual, I, mm-hmm. I definitely want to reiterate what you've already said, which is that you are a hundred percent correct. And you know, I have been building only SAB for geez, I don't know, the past five or so years, six years now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and that is a very fair statement that when you go to something else, you know, it's it's like putting on a new pair of shoes and sometimes you mm-hmm. gotta break them in, right? And mm-hmm. so, you know, it is going to feel and look different, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. um so I I hope that everyone that listened, you know, to that episode understands that I definitely was not pushing fault on, on you guys. I think it was more so me, uh, you know, having not done a different or put together a different model in, in a number of years. So it took, it took a minute to kind of go mm-hmm. through, you know, to touching on the mini mm-hmm. servo, you know, mm-hmm. that part, once I got through it, I was like, Oh, I totally get this now. I understand where you're going with this, mm-hmm. you know, but you see, I, I'm absolutely agreed with you. The manual has room for improvement. Absolutely. I'm okay. absolutely agreed. It can be done better. Certain stuff are a little bit confusing. You're right. And if you compare to an SAB manual, maybe our manual is a higher resolution, very nice renders, but there could be more stuff for, let's say, a beginner. I'm agreed with this. This I'm agreed. I'm, I want not to talk me out of this. this okay. I'm, I'm on your <laughs> side. And 
Whenever we or I find time, I will try to do it better or add more notes. I believe it has been already a little bit improved, uh, a little bit at least. But okay. uh, I'm agreed with this. The manual has room for improvement. But what I want to point out is that many people do not understand why we do not have such a fancy box with millions of plastic bags and foam and this and that and labels and numbers and all the stuff which you basically throw to the bin after you use it. And mm-hmm. it, it has different philosophy. One is the costs for sure. Sure, sure. Then it's, we claim ourselves to be a bit uh, sustainable, which is again a big topic here in Europe. Sure. <laughs> people, uh, you know, gluing, you know, people gluing themselves here on the on the highway, you know, <laughs> to <get laughs> right. cars and, and stuff like this, you know. So we are, Europeans are a little bit funny about this environment uh, protection and all this blah blah blah. So anyway, not a not a bad thing, but yeah. Yeah. But well, and, let, and let it, yeah. the box looked great. I I don't. And if that's been a complaint, I'm sorry. I mm-hmm. I thought it looked fantastic. Um, you know, but you're you're going into the bag, so go ahead with that, and and we'll go from mm-hmm. there. Yes, because what I want to point out, uh, not not to talk myself out that what we do is good or better. No, I just want to explain why you do it like this. So you have manufacturer A provides you a very beautiful manual, a very nice box with, uh, in my opinion, too many plastic bags and waste after the build, and uh, then we have us. Which, for instance, the parts which takes work, it's, it's the head and the tail. So those two uh, units are pre-assembled. Mm-hmm. Let's call it dry pre-assembled. So right. let's, let's take a guy who is beginner or who has assembled both. And I would almost guarantee you I'm much faster with the drum than with manufactured X. Why? Because I do not need to open hundreds of bags. I do not need actually the manual at all in this stage because I have one bag. I take it out from the box. I open the bag and all the parts from the head, screws, bearings, washers, already assembled. That's very Only fair. Thing, yep. You know, I don't need to search in the manual. Oh, bag number 75 mm-hmm. BC. Where is my, there is 200 bags on my, on my table. Where is this bag? And then put them all together, unpack them. And I, I have a, a puzzle on, on my desk. But with the Tron, <laughs> right. with the Tron head or tail, it's pre-assembled. Yep. And I, that's why maybe I, I'm a little bit lacking in, in the quality about the manual because I never use a manual, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do it yep. in, in one hour, my helicopter is assembled here on the table because it's, it's pre-assembled. And I don't need to search for, for screws. I mean, I, I agree it's nice to, to write the screw length, M, M6, uh, 20 millimeter long. but why you need to search for the screw line? The, the screw is already in the head. You right. only take it out, put lock that, put it back, done. Yep. You don't need to search anything, you know. And this is one point, but the biggest point is by doing pre-assembling of a head, point one A is you can make sure no missing screws or parts. It's all pre-assembled. That's fair. The, yep. the, and the other, the other thing is you can make sure head fits together you don't have bad surprises because mm-hmm. the tolerances the screws are there and you know if you have many separated parts probably the blade grip does not fit to the axle because the diameter is too tight but by pre-assembling it we can make sure the thread is in the thread is deep enough the thread is good 
that the diameter is correct, the bearing fits inside. So you, you can do actually an improvement of the QC or an easier, an easier way to, to improve the quality of the QC by pre-assembling it. Actually. Yeah, this fair. is an, another point, you know, why are yep. we doing this funny pre-assembly? Some people really don't like it, I know. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I think if you know the arguments, why we do it like this, Many people can understand it more easier why we do it. Yeah. Well, and again, you know, I mean, the, the helis that used to come out of Yentex factory, they were all the same way, too. Yeah, they were already yes, pre-assembled. Yes. And uh, mm-hmm. so, um, but again, you know, that, that brand hasn't been around in a really long time. And mm-hmm. so, you know, when you have SAB, I, just as an example, using, you know, all the bags in the puzzle, as you mentioned, you know, that's it's it's kind of we grow into that, right? That's kind of what mm-hmm. we expect. So when we have a kit come back where all of a sudden things are pre-assembled, you're like, oh, wait a second. I This is different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I can totally see that as well, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, no, having the right amount of screws and having it already assembled, you know, it already is a diagram of a working head sitting in front of you. So you know how it should go. You know how it should work. And like you say, I, well, like I mentioned too, is most of those screws, I they were all dry. It's not like there was any yeah. residue yes. of oils or anything. So you just Loctite it, put it back yes. in, good to go. You know? To be yeah. honestly, I, I never clean screws. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to air out my dirty laundry here, but I don't either. <laughs> yes. Because you know, I, I just using the Loctite I'm using here. It, it's from from the factory Loctite. I use the blue one, and you know, how, how to say? I would say even I'm based. Uh, I mean, I'm originally a mechanical engineer with a master degree, so I should know how much I tied up a screw. You know, mm-hmm. but all of us, all of us, most of us are over tidying the screws. Basically, on the helicopter, mm-hmm, we are not true. using a, a torque wrench, you know, like uh, exactly like M2 has 0.1 uh, range of torque. You know, we all using our our hex drivers here. And, yeah, you, you just know? yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So, so bas- basically, we preload. What we do, we preload all the screws. You know, we mm-hmm. fix them. So if a, a preloaded screw, it's not very easy to to get loose in flight. But again, I put Loctite, but I do not clean the screws. And I only put Loctite once, you know, because the Loctite remain on the screw. And when I have a crash or I change something, I do not even re-put Loctite. I have no issue. My helicopter works since years, and I have Torek fly my helicopter. I had Bird fly my helicopter. Who else fly my helicopter? Oh, fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh, you mentioned something about the canopy. Mm-hmm. Was there was there something about that that you wanted to touch on? You mean the the design of the canopies? How difficult um, it is to well, to yeah, do? we can yeah we can touch on that. Well, mm-hmm. first of all, let's mm-hmm. do this too. Those canopy mounts are awesome. Like they work oh, really canopy well. Mounts, yeah, sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Supersonic uh, mounts. Yeah, they. I mean, they do have mm-hmm. a little bit of play. Like you know, they 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 slide back and forth a little bit, but how they work, like they're really good. I really like those. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. that's exactly the reason I want to I want to talk about. So I don't know. Did you watch the videos about the supersonic mounts? I, I have not, um, not yet. <laughs> okay. When, when you when you see the video on YouTube, you will understand. I mean, there is a play, but the play is there for a reason. So how to say? Um, if if the name Tenox 
say something to you. Tenox, it's it's the, the canopy mounts, which I would say all or most of the helicopter manufacturers are using. Okay. It's out there since years. It's, it comes from boats, sailing boats, how they attach this cover to the boats. It calls Tenox. And we, we wanted to do something different because Tenox works very nice, but we had we had another idea. By by accident, if you press the knob, basically when you bring the heli to the field, you can basically unlock the Tenox, you know, by mm-hmm. pressing. But the supersonic mount has a double feature of, of safetyness. So the first thing is that it's it's very weird if you're not used to it how to take this bloody thing on and off. Because <laughs> it's kind of reversed, you know. Mm-hmm. That's why we, we made this video. If you want to get it, it's it's plain simple. And the, the first point is that under force, the canopy gets even more tight. I mean, the lock. It, it will not loosen up. As more force, as more you pull it out, as more the clamp will grip into the pin and hold it. Okay. But to, to unlock it, you can press the knob as much as you want. It will not unlock. So you must move. That's why there is this play. You must move the canopy a few millimeters towards inside, and then you you press the knob. I mean, you hold the knob with your with your fingers and push it out, and then you can remove it. That's why it, it needs to go inwards. Otherwise, you would not be able to remove it. If you watch the video, the, the YouTube link, I think I sent you this once. There is a video about this. You will clearly see why it's like this. I know okay. it's a little bit confusing. It's different, but to be honest, we want to do something different, you know. Yeah. At yeah. least not get a blame, a blame like, oh, everybody do it like this. You also, so I think yeah. that's unique. <laughs> it know? is. No, it was great. Yeah. It was great. Uh, so for us poor YS guys, there was a mm-hmm. thing with the, the washers on the motor mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, big story. Believe me. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I'm very close to OS and very close, or we are very close, or was very close to YS. But with OS, you have a good communication. If you talk to YS, maybe once a year, hello, my friend, how are you? No answer back. <laughs> I mean, right. y- YS is basically, they disappeared, you know. Mm-hmm. And... None of us had a wise engine to test, gotcha. to check when we did the, the development. And for, for sure, you know, I was, I was guessing or I was thinking there shouldn't be any problem, you know. Mm-hmm. So the testing was always with the OS engines because wires are really not available since years here in Europe and also in Asia, very difficult. And we, we didn't involve Tarek at the early beginning of this testing because he's very, very busy with his father's work and so on. So no wires engine. Then when Abdullah, one of our team pilots, got the helicopter, <clears throat> he tried to assemble the wires engine and he said, hey, there's an issue. I said, why is it an issue? Can you send me photos? And then we figure out there's an issue mm-hmm. about the motor mount. So what we have done before we released the kit, it was a day and night work, really like 24 hours for two days. Uh, we redesigned the motor mount, the engine mount, and all kits who has been shipped out has a wise engine mount and the OS engine mount. And now the kit has basically right. one engine mount who will take both engine, but there's another but. We find out this uh, funny YS engine is a very tiny bit higher. You know, mm-hmm. the body is a very tiny bit higher. I talk about 
5 or 0.4 mm, almost nothing. Right. And, you know, normally when we, when we, when we design a helicopter, like with OS, very easy communication, we ask them for the step file, the 3D step file, to have the dimension. So we don't need to use a real engine to try, <clears throat> but we have the so-called step file. Eh? This you use, it's, it's a design, a 3D file of the engine. And this, this one you can put into our helicopter step file and you can compare where is the conflict. Eh? It's a CAD for the CAD. Right. And OS was always supply us these uh, step files, but as you can imagine, your model, no answer, no step file, no engine. So how to do? We could never check this. We were just guessing, yeah, if OS works, your model should also work. But right, again, right. engine mount, we fix it. Then we find out the engine is not only there with this uh, carburetor touching, it's also a bit too high. So the, uh, the clutch will, will slightly touch the, the, how to say, the bell on, on, the, on the top side and grinding there and making some issues. Right. So, yeah, kit was already shipped. I mean, at least the one for, uh, for the US side. And uh, we did again an overnight action and we modified this uh, fan hop mount. Huh? Mm -hmm. Fan hop mount. Because we find the issue, we have to do, um, make a deeper groove there a little bit and we add another washer. And we have been done this and we have been shipped out express this uh, modificated uh, part to the dealers in the US and was asked them to exchange them in the kit or if a customer has a, has a wireless engine, to please supply to them. So that's basically fixed, you know. But yeah, I don't know yeah. if this has been taken place. Probably uh, something was skipped. But yeah, we have supplied this. We have shipped it out. And now every Nitron you buy 90 has all the parts inside which you need. It should fit wireless engine and also OS engine. Not an issue anymore. So yeah. we fixed that all free of charge. And very fast. Yeah, yeah. No, I was very impressed with the motor mounts uh, that you guys, you know, provided the extra, you know, mount for YS guys. That was that was very mm -hmm. impressive. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I remember you was asking about why it's why it's uh, <clears throat> an angle there, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, the idea is that your tail plates mm. are more up. Or far off the ground, you know. Yes. Because okay. we, we had we had some sometimes people complained, oh you helicopter very nice, but can you make the tail a bit more up, you know, for beginners especially. So the nitron has this feature, so the tail is up. And you can do this also in another way, but I think this is again it's a bit unique how we did it. Mm -hmm. A bit a bit different than others probably have done it. And that's why it has an angle. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think that was our conclusion is that you guys were trying to rectify getting the tail out of the out of the grass or, or, you know, yeah. wherever you fly. Some people might have rock and stone or, you know, dirt, whatever kind of thing. So, mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. yeah, no, mm -hmm. that was very cool. Yeah. And there was something about the trays. That was so many trays. Like, <laughs> the I love it. I love the trays. <laughs> <laughs> also, I, yeah, I don't know. Also, I, I can never have enough of that because you see one, one is, one is this, this ongoing uh, conflict with flyboard units. Yeah, sure. And, and uh, I would say V-Bar is a bit more sensitive on vibration than, for instance, Hutaba or uh, MSH Brain mm -hmm. or Spirit, a bit more sensitive. So, you know, it always depends what engine you run, uh, how well tuned it is, if it's new or not new. So if you suffer from vibration, you have the possibility to move 
the flyperless unit on the backside. That's why we have also one on the backside. Right. Some people like this, but I personally don't like this. I, I tune my engine quite well. I do not have this issue. I also fly the Neo, so I do not have problem with vibrations. I have my one in the front because it's neat and clean. Uh, there is no oil or, or, or smoke going into the flyball use unit like when you have it on the backside. But sure. we, we wanted to have this possibility for those who have probably issues with the engine or rough running engine or vibration issue, mm -hmm. they can put it on the back. And then in addition, we have one in the front, which I put my uh, my uh, X-Glow from, from Ogi. It's, it's lower, you know. Mm -hmm. So I use this tray and then you have the one for the battery. So I, I don't have any empty tray, basically. Only the one on the back side. So uh, your Neo is sitting on, on the top tray? I have my Neo. Me, uh, Steven, Abdullah, Joel, uh, Tarek, we all have the, the Neo sitting on the top tray. Yeah. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. But Very not nice. the Evo, huh? Not the Evo. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. I, I, yeah. Uh, I, see, I another good example, thing. you know, I mean, sometimes you got to work things out. There's no reason getting upset. Let's just, let's figure yeah, it out. you can. Always <laughs> possible, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, well, the XT60 fine. up front was amazing. That was a beautiful touch. I loved that. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I wish that more people did mm -hmm. that, uh, but I thought that was super cool because it, it... It was out of the blue, actually. Suddenly, Ricky sent me messages. Hey, I have an idea. I said, oh, this is beautiful. This is nice, you know. Yeah. Uh, that, that came from Ricky, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, that was really cool. I uh, I dug that a lot, but uh, mm. it was it was a fun build. I I totally enjoyed it. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, obviously, I've been using uh, the clutch stack. You know that SAB has created for the past few years, and mm -hmm. and obviously that you know going back to uh, you know the way you guys have it. Uh, I, I still didn't have any issue, uh, even running a YS engine. I, you know, did the zero, uh, 0.04 millimeter of washers in there and mm -hmm. I haven't had any issues at all. I would love mm -hmm. to trade mine out for a solid washer. I'm, I'm a little bit picky about that, but I do have mm -hmm. like four, four thin washers or something like that, that I've stacked and, and it works mm -hmm. just fine. But, uh, mm -hmm. but yeah. Um, so. it's, it's easy. It's old school. And again, you know, it's, it's, you need to do a compromise. I mean. Excel Power has done some very cool features on the new Nitro. Really mm -hmm. cool. But again, you know, it was, you need to find the balance, you know, like you need to think how many kits we can turn around. Okay, let's make this project happen. And what we already have, what we can use. And talking about the tank and the clutch and the fan shroud. I mean, you know, the Globo 690, what's mm -hmm. there? Yep. We, we, same thinking, you know, but I, I bet uh, that time you could still turn around more helicopters than nowadays in, in, in the Nitro 90 size. And sure. We, we was just limiting ourselves a little bit. For sure, it's always nice to put a lot of invention into something new, but it, it needs to be also a balance, a healthy balance, you know. Sure, so, I totally agree. No, yeah. you guys have done some amazing work on that machine. I think it looks fantastic. I love the boom, too. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, of course, being strutless, there's no there's no boom supports, and uh, it looks it looks fantastic. I really mm -hmm. do like mm -hmm. it a lot. Uh, I like it also the best from all helicopters we've done so far. I think the Nitro 90 I like the most. Also, how it flies, you know. I'm 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 not really a 700 guy. I'm a bit scared about this. It's too much power and it's too dangerous. <laughs> but you know, when when I when I was start flying and testing the Nitro 19, I feel from the first lift up, I feel so like connected and. Like it's 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 nice. It's it's easy to control. It's it's very light, you know, almost almost like electric feeling. 
but it's slow, you know, it's like slow emotion. It was mm-hmm. an electric seven on it's so fast, it's for my age, I, I cannot handle it. No. <laughs> right. I hear you. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Well, well, the dynamic the is also the, that dynamic yeah. 700, very beautiful looking machine. I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of the Thanks, grand yeah. yellow canopy. I think it looks really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, And I think it came in at a really great price. What is it, $7.99 USD? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. which is, yeah. I mean, I think that's amazing as well. So, you know, keeping the price Thanks. low for people Thanks. who yeah. want to get in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, we try. Actually, the funny thing is that the people now in the U.S., which we was think there is no really interest in this kind of machine. Now they kind of like it a lot, you know, even yeah. I'm, I'm surprised like Ben, you know, Ben Storick, top class pilot. Uh, he really loves it. And I was thinking, hmm, maybe this is not something which he likes, you know, mm-hmm. but when, <laughs> when, when he was building and he's like, Jesus, this is on success and it flies. Oh. amazing. You know, oh. like it's so crazy. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah. No. Yeah. It I, I love it too. Crazy. It's really floaty. It's really floaty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, what size main blade uh, can you go on that? Is it still the 705? Yeah. You see, the, okay. the, you was asked about the parts of the, the dynamic and the Nitro 90. Yeah. Right. If you, if you reach out to our website, actually, also, this is a point uh, for all you guys out there. We spend an enormous amount of time <laughs> on building this crazy website. You know, we have. I would say we have so many information on our website. If you look at the renders, not at the moment from the dynamic, but from all others, so many renders and details are in the website. You almost don't need a manual for building a Tron now. And if you go to the shop, you cannot order parts or something, but you can easily select uh, in, in the menu, in the drop-down menu, you can see like Nitron parts only or Shared parts, Nitro 19 and Dynamic. And then the website will show you all the parts which are compatible in between the different models and which are not, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it makes the life actually very easy. So by by one click, you can see which parts are identical from the Dynamic and the Nitro 19. So, so question for you. Same. Yep. Yeah, I, I've been on the site and it looks like also mm-hmm. that you can purchase parts and things from the site. Uh, is that correct? And can people from the U.S. Uh, buy parts from the site? Is that how that works? Uh, you can put them in a basket, but you can never buy them at the end. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I you, see. You would, you would, yeah, you would need a login. I think, you know, I think it's, how to say, I believe it's fair to uh, dealers, which do a great job all around the world and promote okay. the product. And I think it's, it, it's a dealer also has certain responsibilities to make sure uh, his customer has, has parts and uh, have access to, to, to parts and so on. But if you are, as a manufacturer, selling directly to, to customer, mm-hmm. I believe some dealer maybe are not very happy about it. So I think it's okay. not very fair if you would do this because I respect the dealers. They also struggle sometimes and to do their best. And, and the hobby is, is small. It's not as big as it was. And that's why we basically only sell two dealers. Yeah. yeah. So you, you can okay. go to the page. You can do anything there. You can put it into the basket, but you cannot uh, finalize the, the order. So okay. we will not sell directly uh, parts to, to end customers. Yeah. That's totally understandable. Totally get that. Mm-hmm. Well, I have two last questions for you, and then we can wrap it mm-hmm. up since I won't I won't take up more of your, more of your time. But uh, so the manual on or the manuals on your mm-hmm. your site there, um, mm-hmm. it it shows that you have something called an interactive manual, right? 
Uh, yeah. What yeah, does that yeah. mean exactly? Is, uh, are you, are you uh, able to kind of move the part around, or what? What does the interactive part mean? That was the idea. So interactive now, in terms of it has interactive links at the moment only. So. The idea is that if you click on the manual on the parts, that you got directly get guided to the part and you see the price. The other thing is that it has interactive links, for instance, assembling a boom uh, or, or these this funny stickers, eh, which people sometimes try to peel it off. Uh, Oggy, if you know Oggy, he made a, a nice video about his stickers, these water-based stickers. So if okay. you click on this interactive link, it brings you to YouTube and it will show you how to add the stickers on, on a on a fin or on, on a frame. And okay. for sure the idea would be dream. Okay, dream. It's it's a vision I have, but it's required really a lot of time that you have an interactive helicopter build. So it's like a like a video. So you click on the head and the head start to going apart and reassemble again okay. step by step. Kind of like by, animated. By video. Yeah. Animated, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is, uh, is, is on the desk since some time, but uh, it's very time-consuming. Yeah. Sure, it's a I lot bet. Of, of time. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, very so, cool. At the moment, these interactive manuals are more to links in YouTube videos or, or links to website uh, which showing you uh, parts which you probably try to find. Uh, it's it's very low-level interactivity at the moment. <laughs> yeah, okay, to be yeah, honest. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, also this this is a topic about manuals and and online. I understand people like hard copy manuals. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, uh, a valid point. Yes, it's true. Again, uh, sustainability. It's it's a, it's a point. The other thing is, uh, manuals are really a lot of work and headache. And we release a model, all is good. The manual looks okay, and as soon as it's released, people write, "Oh, this is wrong. Oh, there is a mistake. This is missing." And I can directly go to the page and I can just upload a new manual. There's no delay. Right. You know, it's no delay. So you have 24 hours, seven, you have access to manuals. It also works very, very well with, uh, with, uh, with the phone, like the Samsung or the iPhone. Right. Uh, it's very fast. And when we want to do changes, we can do it instantly. And then if we print out 100 manuals and uh, all you people have a, a raw manual, with mistakes in, in, in your hand, you anyway need to reach out after to the page and download the latest one. Yep. That's right. You true. can argue that we could do a better job in, in proofreading, yes, but you know it's sometimes it's sometimes difficult to have all perfect releasing, by releasing of a helicopter. So well not to yeah. mention you're working a full time job and you're traveling for your job, you know, and yeah. again, you know, you're a hobbyist doing hobby you know, things for us, you know, trying to create product. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, I think that's very forgivable. Mm. Um, so my, my final question for you is, mm -hmm. uh, are you guys ready to try and release something else? Or are you kind of taking a pause to uh, help support what you've already got out there? Um, we always working on other stuff too. I mean, not only helicopter, probably also accessory, which uh, is required to go into a helicopter. I, I'm not telling now what is it made. <laughs> is it ESC? Is it a servo? Is it a motor? We're doing also there some 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 testing because we have very good relation to to many manufacturers. And uh, helicopter wise, there is a let's say a small update for the 700, the electric. Uh, we have showed this at Roto Life, calls the Tron 7 Advanced. Uh, 
it's it's not a new model. It's overworked. It has a new canopy design, new color scheme. It has the semi fusion stickers. It has a belt tensioner. This is also quite uh, innovative and different than what you have seen before. This okay. belt tensioner, very small and uh, works well since almost one and a half year with many pilots. No any adjustment needed. Just set it once and have it run. And uh, you probably have seen the herringbone main gear. Yes. Mm -hmm. This is, uh, it's it's a two-part, it's a split, and it has a, a little bit uh, interesting design, more like if you imagine a big aircraft, like a, a Boeing 777 or any aircraft, it moves. When it goes through turbulences, it moves. It's not very stiff, you know, it's flexible. So this main gear has uh, two pieces, it's half and half. And the angle and the direction going inwards, that means under under power, when it gets loaded, it will be flexible and find its way to the perfect spot. You know, it goes into the perfect spot of the oh, motor pinion. Yeah, it's okay. it's a bit flexible main gear, and uh, it's for sure it's it's uh, more quiet and uh, a bit more efficient. This will be also in the advanced kit. So this is coming up in the next. I don't know, a few months, a few weeks, maybe, depends. Uh, this, this I can say because we show it already at, at the Roto Live, so that's okay. no, no yeah, secret. Yeah. And, and again, the existing owners of a, of a Tron 7, they can also later on, they can buy the belt tensioner, they can, can buy these canopies or this, this, uh, this new main gear. Uh, they don't need to purchase a new kit, but the, the normal Tron 7, like the one that's now in the market will be run out someday and will be replaced by the odd lens. Okay. Like this. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, I, uh, again, I, for one, I think I speak for a lot of people when I say that, you know, we, we appreciate that there's another brand to, uh, to take a look at and, and enjoy. So, uh, mm -hmm. thank we, you. we appreciate, yeah. Thank you so much. But, um, was there anything else that you wanted to add to, uh, is there anything that you want to bring up? Oof, we could talk all evening, all night long, believe me. <laughs> we but could. I think it's fine. We, we have been through a lot of uh, interesting points, and we have, from our side, we had a chance to 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 give some advices or explanation why certain things are maybe funny or different or yeah. or not so good, like others or or better than others. What, however, you want to see it, you know. And now I think it's perfect. And also, thank thank you very much from from your side. To give us a chance to to speak and to introduce ourselves a little bit more, yeah, and and talk about the brand. And again, we very much appreciate uh, the support we have uh, recently. We are we are really happy to see it grows, and there is a community. Uh, also on Facebook, uh, the group runs very well, and if there are technical questions or stuff, uh, uh, people can ask there, and uh, it, it started to grow. You know. It's, it's still very small and it will be probably small because the hobby is it's, it's small or not very, very large. But it's, it's nice to see that there is a community and people enjoy the product because I think at the end of the day, it's, it's again like not only we say, like also the other manufacturers say, we all do it for the love of the hobby and it's a passion. Definitely right. it's a passion. Right. Totally yeah. agree. Well, I, I'm so glad that I reached out to you and we started talking and, uh, and to have it come to this where you could come on the show and hang out with us and, uh, and to meet someone new. And, and uh, so it's been absolutely fantastic. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy Saturday to spend it with us. 
And uh, man, I look forward to speaking with you more. I hope one day we can meet in person. That would be even better. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, thank you so much come, for coming come on. Come to Switzerland if if you know, if you know <laughs> if your boss, your wife, yeah. <laughs> set up the, the mind to travel. Let me know, and we we can we can hang out for an evening or yeah. do some flights together. I have enough parts and helicopter in the in the there basement. There, eh? flying field <laughs> is not far, and uh, yeah. yeah. Thank for you sure, so yes. much. Yeah, and then thanks a lot also for the opportunity. Eh? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's why we're here. We Excellent. want you know anybody and everybody to come on and tell their story and talk about their products if they're in the hobby like that. And uh, that's why we're here, man. So, but uh, thank you again. Thank you so much for coming. Thank on. you, Kevin. Yeah. So I have one last question for you. If somebody mm-hmm. wanted to get in touch with you, how could they do that? Mm-hmm. Um, try Facebook. Okay. But, uh, the best is still uh, our support email address because Facebook, uh, it's sometimes a bit uh, busy, you know, with so many messages. And sure. uh, But uh, the forum, it's it's a good point. If you have personal stuff, normally I, I think we, we answer more or less uh, in, in a reasonable time in Facebook, me or Dario, or uh, send uh, an email to, to the support address where we look at least three to four times per week we look into this. and. Uh, we, we try to help, yeah, and okay. for sure also our 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 contacts like Amain with Jason and his team, or Heli Direct with uh, Sean and his team, uh, the team pilots there. By by the way, now we also have finally we starting to to build a team in the US. It was a okay. an old an old uh, an old thing on the table, you know. My my problem was I know a lot of guys in the US, old school guys, but they all blocked it out of brains. So it was yeah. not easy to, you know, everybody I asked, they already blocked. And uh, it, yeah, it, it's it was uh, an old an old thing to finally the US also to build uh, some small team and uh, for sure these people also there to help because it's 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 their job also to help uh, customers sure. and people yeah. and, and pilots and support them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, Joachim, again, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, it's no been problem. an absolute Thanks, pleasure. Yeah. You have a great yeah. evening, sir. And uh, yeah, hopefully, we'll, yeah, we'll catch up soon. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Kevin. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. There you have it. Pretty awesome dude. Man, I, I got to say, I learned a thing or two. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, amazing show, right? Um, once again, Trying to keep it fresh, try to keep it, you know, across the board and not focus on any kind of brand or, you know, anything. But, dude, like, how about the cost of doing a mold of a canopy or, you know, whatever the case may be? Yeah. Did, I mean, I'm I'm surprised that a mold for a canopy would be what, up to $10,000. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's a sunk cost, right? If you sell 10 kits... Or a million kits. That's a cost that, you know, you either recover or you don't. So pretty interesting. Well, the sad part is, is that they've only sold 60 of the Nitron 90. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I get it. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, there's definitely a group of us that are diehard. But, you know, uh, I don't know, man. It's a good looking kit. I feel like people should definitely invest their time in that one, you know? Yeah, at but, least uh, consider it. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yep, a lot of mm-hmm. good stuff out there. Okay, and, but they're not giving was... up either. Like that's the cool thing is that yeah, no, 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 they they they're staying, they're, they're committing. Right, it's not like a 
one X stand, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the cool thing, yeah, I mean, they, they do. I asked him that as well, you know, as you know, is it's, you know, mm-hmm. do they have more things on the way? And he says, of course we do. <laughs> so, you know, it's just a matter of time. You know, they're going to keep obviously doing what everybody else does and reinvent themselves. But, uh, you know, I uh, I hope that it's, uh, it sticks around for a while. Because like I said, you know, it's obviously, you know, we here at the Heliheads, we do love our SAB. But I do appreciate a lot that there are other manufacturers out there coming to the table to bring all of you guys, you know, new kits to try out. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that that's the most important thing is it gives us a variety. It gives us a choice. And, you know, yes, there's always room for improvement. And there's always something that could be better or needs to be changed. But -hmm. you have to remember, especially in Yakim's case, is that, you know, he's, he's working full time and he's traveling with this job, you know, so it's, mm-hmm. it makes it really hard to, uh, to, to do that kind of thing, you know, to I mean, juggle everything. Yeah. It's right? not like just I doing a podcast, time. you know, this guy's like committed to <laughs> producing a, a kit for crying out loud, multiple kits. I mean, you know, so since you put Yakim on the spot, can I put you on the spot? Put me on the spot. Honest truth. Honest truth. Do you feel like Yakim thought that you're approachable or unapproachable in the future? <laughs> I, you know what? I think me and Yakim are now friends. Oh, did mm-hmm. you like press the button? Did you make it official? He said that if I came to Switzerland, that we okay. would hang out, grab some food, maybe even go fly. Oh, man. See? Well, I will say this, Yakim, you don't know what you're getting yourself into, <laughs> but... You know, it was it was a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, awesome information. Um, and at the end, yeah, you know, some of us fly for certain brands, but at the end of the day, you know, we cannot be more thankful for new brands, new kits being released by all different companies. Right. Amen. Amen. You know, so super, you know, a thousand many times thanks for, for being on our show. Absolutely. You know, was, don't hold it, was, it against Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> it was very enjoyable. It was a lot of fun. But uh, cool. yep, he uh, he left his uh, contact info there. And so if you guys want to reach out, feel free, especially if it's about uh, Tron helicopters. I think, geez, I'm pulling this out of my rear end right now, but I think it's sales at tronhelicopters.com if you have questions. Uh, of course, if I'm wrong about that, you can go to their site and they have contact information there as well. Uh, mm-hmm. He is reachable on Facebook, uh, but I think I think he was saying that sometimes it's easier just to email, uh, mm-hmm. so maybe try that. Uh, but uh, at any rate, again, thank you very much for coming on. Gooch, uh, should we get out of here? I mean, we can. We could heat soak a little bit longer. You, so- but you, do you, get, you need to get long. something off your chest. I do. Oh, boy. Here we go. Well, first of all, let's do the uh, couple of uh, kind of announcements at the end, and then we'll go into our parting words and really heat soak it. Okay. Fair okay? enough. Fair enough. All right. So, if you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us at theheliheadsshow at gmail.com. Okay. Don't forget to like our Facebook, follow and subscribe to us on Podbean and iTunes. Yep. Okay. And of course, and got, yep, go ahead. Cholo, Cholo, anything? Oh, no, Cholo? No, 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 nothing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the other Heli podcast and video personalities in the hobby. 
Mm-hmm. And don't forget what our Diamante boyfriend always tells us. That's right. Club donations. Club Throw donations. Them an extra yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. Make sure you subs- subscribe to, you know, Fly Right RC, our boy Lou. Yep. yep who yep, looks yep. damn good in a Heliheads hat. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yep. 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 He's supporting. Um, do want to bring one thing up. We got an email, didn't we? We did. Let's talk about that before we go into our real parting words. Okay. Go ahead. Start it off. I'm okay. going to have to pull it up because I've been yeah, too busy so, and I forgot. So we All right. totally, I need to do the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to take a stab at his last name? Let's see here. <laughs> okay. Uh, I might French him up a little bit. But okay. We'll Stephen Boy John. Close B O Y A J I A N. Or is it or is it Boyajian? Boyajian. It might be you might be. That sounds fancy. Let's go that way. Stephen Boyajian. Okay. So um he shoot shot us an email, um, and it was on the enemy nitro uh episode. It says, guys, first let me say that I love you the show. The dynamic of the team is awesome, which makes it a joy to uh, listen to. Thank you for putting the time and effort into it. And he also gave us a little bit of, you know, like, whoa, awesome when we get the listeners kind of pointing us uh, and correcting us. Because like we always say, we don't know everything. We're just passionate about the hobby and might not know everything. He said, I was listening to the show this week and enjoyed hearing more about the enemy Nitro. Almost makes me want to uh, want to get make into a nitro so he is on the outside thinking about coming in mm. joining the dark side a few things i would like to share if the nitro links are the same as the electric then they are marked for direction there is a small hole on the side that goes towards the ball which is not documented in the man- manual unfortunately and i think we validated that yes right so cholo actually said yep Found out this weekend. So, yeah. and he said also the sif- silver tapered head screw that goes into the boom is for grounding versus locking the boom. Mm-hmm. So, awesome. We love this kind of emails. Yeah. We don't take it personal or anything like that. It's awesome to hear from our listeners. It's awesome when our listeners. Um, you know, provide additional information or correct us because we make mistakes. Yeah. So, so basically what he's talking about is if any of you guys out there uh, feel as if you're having tail um, inconsistencies, I guess is how you could put it, uh, where it seems a little bit like, like it's kind of twitchy or or whatever. uh, Mm -hmm. It could be from static from the belt. So mm-hmm. that silver screw, what he's talking about, is a way for you to ground the boom. and To the think, frame. Yet to the frame. So I think you would then screw the, the other side of the screw to one of the frame uh, sides or something. Mm-hmm. And that helps ground the boom. And so if you've ever experienced that, try it. See if that uh, eliminates some of that you know weird inconsistencies in the tail. I don't know that that's a thing or that that's a common thing, but if it is, then that's that's what he's talking about. Yep, yep, yep. So let's see one more thing here. Let's go here. Let's go to uh, comments. 
followers. Um, how do I pull comments? Here, let's do this. So six days ago, fly right RC, our boy Lou. <laughs> our boy Lou Lou. Love Lou. Love me some Lou. It's always a great time to hang out with him. He said, great show. Appreciate the shout out. Yes, sir. You know, and um, uh, this username on Podbean, I-V-K-H-N-E-P-Z, nine days ago, gave us multiple thumbs up for the episode 71. Servo, what's out there? Mm, see? Mm-hmm. They like it. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, you know, just... Sh- Shout out, email, you know, never hurts. Um, yep. We love to receive feedback, yeah. right? Good or bad. Good or bad. Feedback is always good. Give us yep. something. Yep. All right, my friend. Do we have anything else? No, I think we need to uh, heat soak it. Let's do it. All right. First is first. Ready for this? Oh, boy. Here we go. Make it good. Hashtag, hashtag maniacs. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just just rip it off like a band-aid, dude. Oh, gosh. You know? Hashtag Nitro Life. Mm. Dude, I'm running out of fuel, but I'm going to run every ounce, every lick of fuel I got, and then figure out what I'm going to do next. You need to take a trip to New Hampshire. Yeah. That got sold. I oh, was ready it? to... Yep. You were ready. <laughs> I did. I literally t- you know, talked to uh, Nick Yuri, and I you know, kind of asked him, like, you know, how long you've had is like about 2021. 20, and he's like, dude, he sat in the basement away from sunlight, you know, off the ground, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, I said, well, you know, can I PayPal you? And do you mind if, you know, I send somebody? So Chris Diamante, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I asked him, he was like, yeah, it's two and a half, three hours from me. I'll go do, get it. And somebody was already on the way. Ah. And he messaged me. He's like, well, that falls through. You're next. I said, dude, I completely get it. At $21 a gallon. Yeah. You know. It was um, a good deal, so, man. Yeah. So, nevertheless, I think we're, you know, uh, we'll figure something out. Yeah. Worst case scenario, I do, uh, re, uh, you know, reset my, my what, I, what I bring back from Archer. You know, just go buy some stuff from Archer. There you go. You know, so it is what it is. Uh, let's see here. Next. Hashtag heat soaking matters. <laughs> this is for Todd. Uh, it's know, always you, for Todd. It's always you crushed for Todd. his little heart. Yeah. You know, I'm never leaving anywhere without my boots now. I'm telling you, you know, because mm-hmm. he's just going to be all heartbroken with me. But we'll, we'll, we'll make him feel better. Yeah. With the next one. Yeah. Hashtag YS60 coming in hot. Mm. You know, he's soaking hot. Get it? <laughs> yes. Goodness. And the last one I have is hashtag Ohio Heli Throwdown 2023. Yes. You know, let's Love make it. it a memorable. I think you you tell me, you and Ben are, are coming, right? Yeah. Ben bought our plane tickets. So okay. that cost me cost me half a million. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Bougie. You know, yeah, he, he doesn't fly in in you know in coach in Peasantville. Yeah, okay. So uh, let's see. Yeah. So the usual uh, suspects, you know, we have, you know, Ron. Actually, Ron was calling me earlier. So Ron Course is coming. I guess he's bringing the wife, Charlie Crespo, Mike Welsh. Uh, I'm sure I haven't confirmed this, but you know, uh, Greg Barbudo, 
Um, I nice. even got a little bit, you know, I was talking to Kyle Stacy, and it sounds like, you know, he's he's going to do his best to come also. Nice. We have Matt Boros. Um, you know, we have, uh, you know, like one, you know, name that is coming that I want to, you know, uh, give a shout out to or a couple of names is the junior competitors. Mm. So yep. uh, uh, Jeremy Lorenzon. Then we have Cliff Lewis's daughter, Maddie Lewis. She's going to compete. Nice. Uh, the Beards uh, from Ohio. Um, they're also going to participate. So uh, it's going to be a good time. Make it a point. Hopefully to I, we see you guys there. We got yeah. food on site. You know, we have some plugins, you know, for charges and such. So, you know, if you want to inquire on it, contact me. Hey, contact the Heliheads because a lot of us are going to be there. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I'm done. All right. Should I do it one more time? <laughs> Go through them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, there. Oh, that again. Yeah. Yeah. Now I need a hearing aid. Great. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. Let's get it out of here. We've got uh, hashtag uh, don't always crash, but when I do, I just buy new because of all the JB weld. <laughs> hashtag uh, not unapproachable. I made a friend. So suck it. <laughs> True back. <laughs> Uh, hashtag no slow S for this guy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Then there's hashtag there's OS guys. Then there's Nitro guys. Fact. A lot of mm-hmm. people caught on to that one. They're like, Did they? man, that was, that was, that it was. came in hot. A, oh, you heat soaked <laughs> it. It's right. heat soaking. <laughs> uh, just like, you know, only OS guys use grinder. Just saying. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. I don't make this stuff up. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we've got uh, hashtag TailSniper. Thank you so much for listening. It's been episode 99. We will catch you guys next time. Episode 100. To watch him do it was even better. No, that's the best part. <laughs> um, the only thing I was thinking, do you want to do like a... That's just wrong right there. I yeah. had a place for those fingers. <laughs> oh, gosh. <coughs> uh, all right, here we go. Kick it off. And there's a little bit of announcement on that. All right, now let's go into it. So uh, this will just be in the little outro deal, whatever. But uh, episode 100, yeah, we got that coming. Uh, it is going to be slightly delayed, though, right? Mm-hmm. We have some, some family trips coming up. And yep. I think the idea is, is that we're going to record, what is it, the 6th? And July then, 6th. Yeah, and then it'll be out on the 10th. So the next show, just in case you're wondering, will be out on the 10th. It will not be out maybe the 26th or whatever that's supposed to be. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or no, no, no. Tw- uh, that would be good because we release it on the 10th. And yeah. then the 
13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th, we're going to be in Ohio. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then we'll come back and we'll record a show and talk about that. Yep. So, yeah, yeah I just wanted to let everybody know, you know, yeah. give a heads up. I know that we get some angry people when we don't release on time. <laughs> yeah. Consistency, right? So, but yeah, we yeah. just want to be open and honest. So we have a lot of things going on uh, for the next couple of weeks. And so to uh, not shortchange you guys, we're just going to push it back a week, basically. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. stay on the lookout. We'll be back.